<laughs> All right, guys, we are live. Dude, no, I, I get shit on no matter Dude, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, what's up, guys? We're live. Eric, take us away with the intro, my friend. What's up, Eric Saunders? God. <laughs> Good evening, boys and girls. Try hard and speed, boys. Welcome to the only software podcast that focuses on what airsoft is blah, 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 blah. Call the airsoft bandit. Aloha. Corey of Guardian Tees. Hey. Carl of BB Dynamics. <laughs> Hello, Derek of Mogans. No, I will not sponsor you. No, no one's going to. Sponsor. My name is Eric, also known as PNW Punk. With us, we have Josh Warren. Hello. My and, name for uh, little Diddy called Milson West. And then, real quick, uh, EG uh, ASAP fifteen. ASAP fifteen gets you fifteen percent off your bullshit. Uh, Overwatch Tactics. They make games. Play them. KWA also makes guns. Use them. And on that note, uh, welcome to our dumpster fire. <laughs> that's like we're getting better at the kids. sponsor plug. You just kiss the you just kiss the tip. Just give a little, just enough to keep them happy. Got to keep them intrigued. Uh, oh, I love it. So how you doing, Josh? <laughs> pretty good, man. Pretty good. That actually, that intro reminded me of a Desert Fox events raffle, which was the last airsoft event to happen before the pandemic. Um, I like to, uh, the one thing I get to do, it's one like, eight, seven, eight, right? West thing I get to do with that is I get to insult the winners at the raffle. <laughs> yes. That's proper. That's the job I want. <laughs> sometimes it's funny. Sometimes. Wait, it's you mean you actually like, announce winners? Yeah. Yeah. We have a proper raffle. <laughs> it actually started when we used to host the Evic Airsoft camp. And like at the end, there's this epic, you know, big Evic raffle. And it's just insane. You know, raffles are like crazy. And so I, you know, started making fun of people to to keep it say, to keep it interesting. My favorite, my favorite review, airsoft review that exists is your review of the ENL AK that you guys did. Uh, I think you probably filmed it on the train tracks in Lakewood. Yeah, uh, it's right yeah. behind. What uh, it's right behind uh, airsoft outlet Northwest. So it was wherever that is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, where you're just just like basically talking shit to airsofters while trying to sell them an airsoft gun. It was, it, yeah. Hey, you hey, you, like you look like a version. Get over here. <laughs> you can find it. It's pretty humorous. It's actually one of my favorite airsoft ads too. <laughs> <laughs> what was I the... wish there was. I, I wish that like uh, there was more self awareness and marketing in the airsoft business. There really needs to be. Dude, there has got to be. I, but I, I, that's but that's because there's all kinds of customers, man. Like you know, there there are people that uh, you know, if you market to them with sarcasm or something like that, they're going to be personally offended. Yes. Dude, I I am yeah. amazed what KWA and EG let us get away with when they let us do little ditties for them. Like it's <laughs> well, Darren doesn't care. I mean, like Darren just wants us to have a good time. That's oh uh, Darren's the plug. It's like yeah. hey, what what are you going to do? Well, we're going to get drunk. We're gonna get a giant and balloon launcher, and then we're gonna blast some Wu Tang Clan. You know, is that like they, they they usually get the swiftiest with us? So like, I, of course they don't give a shit. Like, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're in the background cheering it on. Like, oh, you fucking retard, get it on film. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, how have you been uh, spending your time during this lockdown? Well, other than. Should we including shitting on people on the internet or? Yeah. I mean, if you've been following me on Facebook, then you have a pretty good that and Mountain Blade Banner Lord. Mountain Blade 2 Banner Lord. Dude, it's, it looks game. like a lot of fun. I've been what watching a lot of streaming. Mountain of it. Blade. It's kind of what Josh, what's a good way to describe it? It's kind of like Total War. 
right? It's like civilization yes. with no life. RPG. It is. It's like Total War with a first-person RPG element to it. Yeah, that's a good way. I'm intrigued. No, that's yeah. fun. It's like it's 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 basically Total War where you get to play as your general and build like a. It's similar. The mechanics aren't the same, but it has a strategic map. There are battlefield maps, and yeah, you can cruise around and like command your little armies. And it's uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a horrible virginal nerd, and that is why I like that game. <laughs> and I've been playing. I think it, the first edition was like 2008 or something. Yeah. So I've been playing that game since 2008, waiting for this release date that got pushed back from last year. Yep. And the best part about the I actually was like getting stress sleep at the beginning of the outbreak because it was like when that game was supposed to come out. And I was like, if that game hits, like I'm good for at least three months. <laughs> like, I don't need anything else. Like, I'll just be in my space. Uh, and it actually came out like two days early. So <sighs> incredible. Well, that's not bad at all. That's kind of like I would sworn off that fucking new Call of Duty and then this quarantine hit and now I'm getting super sweaty at it. <laughs> I spent so much fucking time playing this dumb shit. Right. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to spend all this time and get good at this fucking game. And then I just get more and more angry about it. That's ah, a fucking vicious, I mean, other brutal than, other cycle. Than that, though, I've been hanging out with my family, with my brother and his kids and my girlfriend and uh, just doing a lot of family oriented stuff. Really, every now and then my girlfriend and I will go. So we're hanging out at our parents place, but like maybe a couple of days a week, my girlfriend and I will go back to my place in Chicago just to like order something different from one of the various, you know, dinner delivery services. Cause Wisconsin just doesn't have quite as many options in a lot of places. Bro, they deliver gallons of margaritas here in Texas right now. And it's, but that's fucking Texas, that's man. Fucking like, yeah, no. of course, Texas is having gallon margaritas. Yeah, delivered. dude. I mean, yeah. the fuck else are you going to do down here? They drop off a gallon margarita. You have a little gunfight. Like, hmm? I'm Quick surprised they don't give you a gun away when you order like two bottles of liquor. <laughs> Eric, Eric did say Pretty that when, he, gallon of margaritas. when I picked him up from the airport after when he came down for Avalon. He's like, so uh, which liquor store has the uh, the best best handguns whenever you buy whenever you buy a bottle? I was like, fuck you talking about, dude. Right, goddamn That'd family. Nice, I love. <sighs> be a lot less idiots running around. Do this. The I'm the fucking being have, having to work, being a central worker, like go in and do shit with no traffic has been the greatest thing in the fucking world. Yeah, the no I traffic love that shit. Crazy. Uh, I love that nice. tickets over for uh, speeding over a hundred mile per hour have like tripled since all this started there's less tickets but the tickets that are being written are for people just blasting down the road I just so it. you know derek for us locally speed traps are back they started yesterday oh yeah, yeah. i've seen them yeah i was gonna say carl did you uh do you know that from experience Ooh. uh i've you know i've been on the opposite side of Corey haynes multiple times <laughs> <laughs> i've got pulled over with Corey in the car <laughs> he did get me out of a ticket though so You're there's welcome. that it uh it it involved a lot more ball fondling than I thought it was going to. I figured he could just flash his badge, but he had to go he had to go full postal on it. Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> I actually got pulled over this morning. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Well, no, because uh, it was kind of raining and uh, I didn't have my lights on. Like they weren't requ- required because it was light outside, but. Uh, everybody else's taillights were showing up and mine weren't. So he thought my taillights were out. So he pulled me over and was like, Hey, the fuck? And I was like, Oh yeah, here, turn him on. He goes, all right, we're good. So made me late for work, which is cool. <laughs> Thanks for wasting <laughs> my fucking time. Yeah. I have been pulled over a lot in this truck that I have. 
because I have a mix matched uh, camper cover, mm-hmm. you know, that I got used and it's clearly a used camper and clearly a new truck. Uh, and it's like basically entirely, it's t- entirely stock, like not lifted total boomer truck. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have been pulled over three fucking times now, twice. The whole car got searched. You know what I mean? And I've only had this truck like less than a year. They think you had a meth lab in the back of that RV. Uh, no, I think people just think when I'm driving, like on an interstate highway between nowhere and nowhere on a Wednesday that I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and, and like the truck looks kind of sketch. It's like, that's weird. He bought a new truck and then put like a cheap ass camper on it and did nothing to it. And if I've noticed anything since I got a truck, it's how much other truck people are like, oh, pussy ass car <laughs> compared to like, you don't get, you know, it's like with the, when I had a RAV4, no CRV owners were like ponying up next to me like, oh, the RAV4, huh? You know, yeah. like get the fuck out of here with that shit. Oh, what kind of, would you get the four or the six, huh? It's like, dude, but trucks are like that, right? So the this, this last time I got pulled over, I actually asked the guys after they searched the whole vehicle and they were like, are you just the worst fucking drug dealer on the planet? Or like, <laughs> what's your deal? And I'm like, no, man, that's my hobby stash. Like, I'm trying to get to work. This is what I do. It wasn't until they looked at my website and the events and they were like, oh, he is trying to get to work right now. That's why he's <laughs> driving through the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> you know, because they're just like, all they found was like cases of Elite Force BBs. And I watched them like try and crush them, sniff them, you know. He's like, <laughs> just trying to grind them up into Yo, fucking That's hilarious. Excellent way to smuggle I mean, cocaine. We'll just press them into BBs. In fact, the only reason it's like they got me out of the car. I had weapons in the car. So I let, I let them know that I had weapons in the car. They put me in the back of the car. Like they didn't cuff me, but they made me sit in their car while they did it. And I watched them when they saw the shit. And they were like, we've got him. And then saw him like smashing it and shit. Cause it was like, they found my weed. And then you could tell they were just like really confused and disappointed. Right. Like, what's the deal? right, like where, where's the other shit? And then when they realized that they're actually BBs for airsoft, the only thing that they're mad about, like uh, they let me out of the car, they come back, they give me my keys back. They're holding my buddy's plate carrier with police patches on it. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, listen, officer, that's not even mine. Let me show you the profile on Facebook of the guy who it is. Like there's a picture of him wearing it. Like, look, it. does that look like it would fit me? And like when they were satisfied that it was not my fake police carrier, they were just like, so what's your deal? Are you the worst fucking drug dealer ever? And I'm like, no, look me up, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to an airsoft event. They were they were chill after that. They let me keep my shit, but they didn't have a reason for pulling me over. Like when they initially pulled me over, I was like, "Oh, what I do?" And they were like, "Oh, I think you were going fast." I think you you're know, going smells fast. like do- smells like dope in there. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's an opinion." You, know? <laughs> you, got, you got that when I was driving sixty with my windows up. Well, but it's like, but it's like he just followed it up with like, "Do you have any weapons in the car?" And I was like, "Well, yes." You know, and that's when they were like, all right, you're getting out of the car. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's fine. Like, whatever. That sucks. Because because the funny thing is, like, the last time it happened, Sorry, I don't it was understand. right after I got the camper topper. And it, I'd gotten pulled over two more times right before that. And I asked them, I was like, hey, can I just, thanks, you know, whatever. See you later. Thanks for letting me keep my drugs officer. Can I just ask you one question? <laughs> is this truck suspicious? And they both were like, yes, without even looking at each other. And then I was like, uh, can I get some? And they just were like walking away because I was like, can I get some feedback? Like, how do I make <laughs> this not suspicious? Like, what this keeps do? happening to me. <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could be Kev got pulled over by the police while on our show because he was, was doing funny. it from his car. And all of a sudden we just see fucking lights. Holy shit. <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh, this is this can either go one of two ways. 
Dang. That that last stretch getting to uh, Copperhead is interesting. The last like twenty miles when you get off the highway, it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Border Patrol, because, Border Patrol, Border yeah, Patrol. Yeah, the only other vehicles you see is Border Patrol. And I remember, I want to say it's like my the first year down there. I was riding down with um, Rob Kaiju, and he had a trailer for his booth shit, and we got pulled over by Border Patrol, and they walked up, looked at him, like, "Hey, you got any people in that trailer?" And he said, "No," and they said, "Have a nice day." Yeah, they they opened ours up at a checkpoint and just stared at all the EG67 grenades and pyro and the dog was going ape shit. And they were like, all right, you're good to go. We're like, uh, thank you. My best BB uh, smuggling story ever is uh, we did this event in Chile this year uh, in a place called Omway near Valparaiso, which is in central Chile. And we were doing it like the weekend after we did our event in Sinaloa, Mexico because it made more sense to like get staff that could do both events and just fly them all together. Cause it's cheaper to get to Santiago from Mexico than it is from the U S you get what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. just, it's more distance. You got to pay more and it's fucking way down there. It's like 19 hours of flight time or something. Jesus. Um, yeah. And the plan is we're, we're, we, we had already gotten somebody to like essentially smuggle the BBs into Mexico for us, but the problem <laughs> was getting them down to, uh, Chile, right? So what we do is like we've got all these airsofters from Guadalajara stashed in a hotel room, putting these BBs in fucking dime bags, and then like putting them in like their fucking abuelo's old like uh, luggage that she doesn't want anymore. You know what I mean? Like just like yeah, yeah, and we're just like stuffing them full of these fucking dime bags of BBs and like making them all exactly like fifty three kilograms or whatever. Like in this kind of nice hotel too. So people are just looking at us like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Right. And then when we go through like customs in Chile is like custom to Milwaukee or something. It's like really low key. Right. And these dudes flip the fuck out. Like the shit goes through the x-ray and they're just like, holy fucking shit, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Yeah. You can tell. And the thing, and, and it's like, uh, everybody that's with us is there's no Chileans it's Mexicans. And like the dialect difference is kind of nutty. So it takes like some explaining on the part of Pedro, like who's our, our Latin American producer essentially, because they're not understanding like the airsoft thing. And like, it's like um, trying to talk to Scottish people or something. Right. Like, you know, it's just like a little confusing. It's, it's a whole English, other language. <laughs> well, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I mean, they let us through. They figure out what it is. Was this the like, same trip where they kept all your shit? No. So didn't that, that happen? Was, well, yeah, sort of. So this was, that was Mexican customs in Guadalajara. And I actually got my shit returned to me. Update, oh, sweet. I got oh. my shit returned. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to my dude, Marco. He goes by Phoenix from Guadalajara. He got my shit out of there with Pedro. Um, you know, they both put in some work. Basically... Did they keep um, Pedro too and your shit or did Pedro just help get it? Because <laughs> the way you made it sound like, yeah, they packed up all my shit and Pedro and sent them back both to the U.S. Oh, no, 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 no. They kept, so they kept my gun in impound in Guadalajara um, because basically they, it was like, they didn't really know what to do because the guy who took my shit really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and in a weird turn of events, those guys ended up communicating with customs agents in Sinaloa about that incident. Cause I think everybody was like, Hey, did you hear about that fucking gringo that was in the airport for four hours last night? Like screaming about his fucking airsoft game and like terrible Spanish. <laughs> Remember that guy that like made a big fucking scene. and was clearly really pissed off, you know, and just like having a foreign accent, like imagine, okay. You know how John Lou sounds in English. 
That's probably how I sound. <laughs> Airsofto yeah. in business-o, neato. Yes. M- <laughs> no, absolutely. absolutely. And we're having this argument where he's saying it's against the law, and I have the shit printed in my gun case, and I'm like, no stupid mom fucker. The mom says on this sheet of paper. You know, like... <laughs> oh, dude, I probably shouldn't have insulted him as much as I did. And it was like, he clearly wanted me to pay him a bribe, but Pedro gave me some really good advice, which is like, never pay a bribe for something that's not illegal. Fair. That makes I mean, sense. That makes sense. Yeah, well, it's kind of the nature of a bribe is you only do it when it's the cops like yeah, no, but that's, know, can... but that's 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 the point is like if you know you're doing something that's not wrong and someone's insisting that it's wrong and you know that they're wrong, it's like then it's just like well then take me to court. Yeah, then you're giving in basically. I'm going to court on principle. Never mind the well, pound of fucking weed that's in my other bag. Well, I mean, this is what I'm pissed know, about. Yeah, I mean, I I'm never doing that, so no problem. Uh, <laughs> You know the funny thing is they the, the funny thing is they kept that but not the marijuana I brought with me. <laughs> Damn, well, it's Tijuana. It sucks, man. It absolutely sucks. Like, it's just not good. And will I you guys be returning like, to Mexico and Chile? Oh, we or will can you sure even with the? Returning, we will for sure be returning to Mexico. Um, Chile, we will return. Probably not this year. Um, we may go to Colombia instead. Ooh. Uh, Cause we have some good connects there, but actually some of the really instrumental guys in our, in, in the like company that we were producing with in Chile are now moving to the U S. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, well, pending. I'll say, pending what do you think flight. the extended turnaround time is going to be on people being able to like travel, I guess, intercontinentally and shit like that, as far as you trying to host an event down there or do one and be able to get in and get out without having like a two week layover for quarantine. Yeah, I mean, that's and- what, that's what we got. That's what we got. You know, we got to wait for that basically. Cause it was like the first year there was no significant amount of international travel to the Mexico events. Mm-hmm. It was like two guys came, but last year there was a whole group of guys that came and so, and that ended up being like, so the problem I had snowballed, Cause that guy talked to people in Sinaloa and then on the day that they arrived in Sinaloa customs in Sinaloa tried doing the same shit to those guys. Cool. And so we actually, and this is why Pedro is really worth his salt as a producer. He went to the chief, like the, the police station for the airport, federal police, right. Mm. Has to talk to the boss, had to sweet talk the person in front for a little bit, let him know how much he respected them as an entity, talk some shit about recent politics. And he gets the boss out there and he explains to him, Hey, look, man, these custom guys are fucking up the law. You can see real clear where it says here, this, and like, they're telling us that they're going to detain like 40 people who flew down here from the U S to Mazatlan today for this tourist event, you know? And if you, if you don't let them through, like, we just want to make sure that you know that our problems with customs and not with the federal police, because we're going to have to protest as is our right. And and they were like, well, okay, how many people are you talking about? Like 40 or 50? And he's like 400. And they're like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we, we don't make a big the scene Facebook event and they looked at like the returns and he was just like you want to deal with that and, and after he was really nice and when they were finally like okay that's cool what do you want and he told them and they went to customs with us and the hilarious bit is the first customer coming through is a chechen dude like for real who lives in colorado and he had a hundred dollar bill in his like he he was trying to bribe the guy and the guy turned it down and then when we got there, we paid a $35 import fee for everybody's guns at once. And they just let everybody go. Huh. Yeah. Damn. It was pretty wild. But now, now it's like customs has acknowledged they were wrong in that incident or whatever. And 
Hopefully it'll never happen again. Hopefully, maybe. They got your face on a poster well, somewhere in well, the back. At least you never thought well, about maybe making like a card. Like so when you like when when you, no, when you look at shit. Do. Okay. No, like yeah, yeah, totally. You're like a deaf yeah, kid in like, to what these babies are and like what the fuck they're for. I, yeah, everybody does that. Like a mute kid in an airport with a sign around your neck that's like well, you just you cannot you speak. Like a, we put out a flyer that's like two sided in English and in Spanish that basically explains like who this person is, what they're doing and where they're going. Yeah. And you just, hard. yeah, you print it out and put it in your case. And then usually we'll send links with other things. Like a lot of this in Mexico and in Chile, like events like that usually get like some sort of rubber stamp. Appro- There's an enormous amount of rubber stamp approval you have to get for things that you don't necessarily require in the United States. You hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, mm-hmm. like we actually have a lot less red tape. And so you usually like, we'll send everybody a PDF of that and any like, like in Mexico, you have to get the army to acknowledge that they received a notification. It's like fucking goofy, man. But uh, well, at least you know what you're you know, doing this time. Going into a, like the next event that you host down there, so or you know well, what to was, expect. I mean, it was really because Pedro spent a lot of time dealing with bureaucrats, yeah. through email and on the phone, and finally got somebody to be like, "Oh, you're right. We shouldn't have enforced the policy this way. You know, thanks for bringing it to our attention. We won't do it again." Yeah. So here's hoping. That's cool. You know, I like this. so how's how's MSW been like? What has Josh been doing behind the scenes in this time of quarantine? I guess for the last six weeks or so that we've been all going through this. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot, man. Like, uh, you know, what what can we really do? I mean, I'm working on a tax op provision. Uh, will know? there be any uh, flag saluting at future MSW events? <laughs> <laughs> It's very unlikely, man. I mean, if you want to do it, like I guess you should. You want to do your own flag salute ceremony at? You should start one off at a game. Be like, everybody salute right now, and just see how many people are like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, just fake them out and be like, ah, I'm just kidding, you fucks. I don't want to mess with it, man. Like, you know, I've done some pretty cringy shit at airsoft events. Certainly, you know, like I've been in it for a long time. You know, when I first started hosting events, I used to do silly hoorah shit like that. Uh. But that's not really my jam anymore. So it is what it is. Like, it's just not, you know, I just don't see it the same way. And, and ultimately, like, I'm just putting my opinion out there to make people hear it, you know. And, and, if, and if you found my post offensive because you're, like, not great at reading comprehension, which is a lot of people. <laughs> it's it's not that you don't like, understand my argument. You're just dumb. That's, that's all there is to it. No, no. I just mean, like, there's a lot of people that just didn't understand it. And we're just like. Well, he thinks flag man salute bad. It's like, no, <laughs> unlike you liberals, you. I'm not so easily offended. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, those are the best. It's like so. I mean, it, so you're not. I, I mean, I definitely wrote it intentionally to sound that way, but you know, <laughs> like obviously it was bait for people that were like, "The man no like the flag salute." Like, oh, really what? Why Milson Westman no salute? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Why I mean, football gee. man kneel down? <laughs> gee, crust. <laughs> Batman yeah, so hey, tell us what's your thoughts on the protests. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not a significant number of people, you know? And it's not mm. something unique to the United States either. As I was telling you guys pre show, it's not mm. necessarily unique to the United States. Like, that's been happening in other countries. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, uh, in China, like, there was, I forget his name. But there was that doctor who people are like, but he wasn't a flu doctor. You know, there's like a children's podiatrist or something. Who knows? 
who like sent a bunch of emails along with a bunch of other doctors and he got punished and then he died of COVID-19. Right. Yeah. And they censored the internet pretty heavily there, but there was actually English language reporting about how there were posts with like, I want freedom of speech hashtag getting like millions and millions of reacts before the censors. Isn't that why well, I was saying that why they flew them all out or booted them all out of the country. Didn't that happen? Uh, th- there's definitely been a crackdown on foreign press in China. Yeah. Oh, for I mean, sure. if you, if you haven't noticed, yeah, if you haven't noticed, like there's just, when this was first kicking off, there was a ton of reporting in English mm. about every little thing that was going on. And now it's like that has been clamped down entirely. And you know, Wuhan I, is I totally could, fine. Everyone here, real healthy. No, no, no worry cases. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, no, it's no just cases. Like, I'm an obsessive news reader and, uh, you know, I, th- I, I, Thought this would happen in January, but uh, bummer, man, bummer. Yeah, I mean, so most, mostly for me, it's just a tax supervision. I mean, I'm looking at new venues, but it's like, what can I say to a venue right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's when, gonna be a hard sell. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to bring a bunch of random people from all over the country to your site. Well, right after all this bullshit's gone through, eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's like you know, I'm just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to wait it out. Uh, I noticed a lot of other people are rescheduling. You know, the main thing I'm uh, a lot of our events are just kind of postponed. And then, you know, we told people we'll decide May 1st. So right. hopefully we'll have a better picture of it then. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know. You know, oh, it's a super uh, evolving timeline. Like nobody seems well, to have any idea. Not, when it's going to be open to, like, or moving. Mm-hmm. It's not even up to like my opinion of personal safety. It's like, is the state, does the state we're operating in have these, you know, restrictions in place? Do the state surrounding it? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, we got well, like, coming from all over the place. You yeah. you just did uh, that DFE event at eight seven eight. Yeah, and but nobody, th- at that point, Trump was still kind of like, I don't know, we're probably well, good. The, I was just saying because they're open this weekend, and they've been open. Yeah, those guys have decided they're, to remain they're, open. They're doing this weird, like, which you know, uh, they're good dudes, but they're doing this like forty person limit. You have to send us a waiver and swear that you don't have COVID nineteen. Like, put your hand on the Bible. And tell me you super duper swear that you haven't coughed in the last 20 days. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I think yeah. at some point, like I get it. You're hurting and you're, it, there's a lot of air softers. It's like, now's my chance to wear this $500 gas mask I bought for Instagram pictures. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know those people and I like those people, but I don't think it's a great choice. Yeah. Like, like I said, like yeah. they're great dudes, but I saw that and I was like, ah, guys, guys, come on. Cause why? It's like, like yeah. what, what, I mean, my question to the dudes I know there that I talked to was like, is the juice worth the squeeze? How could it possibly be worth exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for the, it's like whatever money you're taking in, I don't even, I don't even know how you could like. It can't be enough with that many, with that few of people that can't be enough to even justify well, having the staff there. cost of like, you know, I mean, this is a ridiculous what's, what's for instance, but like. We don't know what the long-term effects of this disease are. We don't know like what the shape of this is going to look like for us for now, for forever. Who knows, man? Right? Like we don't know what the implications are. And I, you know, everybody wishes we we did, which is why we're all so fucking angry at each other on the internet and having the time to constantly post. But the reality is, we don't. So it's like, why be wrong about that? What's possible fucking incentive could you have? you know, for, for doing that, I guess, but that, you know, is everybody's that's, I mean, that's, that's why we do have, I guess the freedoms that we do here. Right. I mean, you you have the right to be an idiot. 
go have fun doing it. It's just not my fault if Darwinism kicks you in the balls, but it's I feel it, this is like a pretty light-handed lockdown for me, man. Like yeah. I get it for a lot of people. It's for fan, sure. Like I yeah, you know, I'm not trying to tell people like, oh fuck you, because you don't have the money or you're out of your job. Like I get that, you know, and I'm out of a job too, but like I'll be all right. I definitely you know, feel like, different if I wasn't able to work. I hundred percent would be in a different oh, I do space, different. and I get I mean, that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't necessarily have to be working right now, but I feel weird as shit because it's like, what do you do with nothing. yourself? Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing to do, and I can't really go get like in good faith go find new venues, you know, because there's already venues that I find suitable that I just haven't found space in the schedule for without making them conflict with other events. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. You know, I don't want to do like two fall events in the same region. It's not smart. You know, you're just going to, yeah. yeah Oversaturate and not. Yeah. You're just going to get, you're going to do two double. You're going to spend double the event fees and what, you know, what have you and get the customer split between the two, you know, most realistically. So it's just not a great idea. Milson West is always like, Oh, go ahead. I was just saying Milson West is always going to, I was going to transfer into something else. You guys have always drawn like a really interesting, really hardcore crowd. Uh, you had some special guests though at a recent event, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I oh my god, I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so this is cool. cool. Like I'm 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 really interested in how this went. Yeah. So my my most uh, personal tragedy in in this entire uh, thing is that the Sunday that we finished uh, Lone Star Showdown at Eight Seven Eight Airsoft, which was you know the next Monday was when like Trump did his briefing and he was like it's gonna be bad or whatever right like right. that's when he was like oh shit it's bad it's not a call anymore it's bad and everybody like <laughs> stopped going to work and shit and right like, that was it for most people because that's when we called off the game we had scheduled in west virginia because mm-hmm. we were just like no that's too crazy and like at the time we were like what if they shut down the highways and we're out here on the too road close to the wire yeah yeah we got all these customers out here because at that point it was like we knew we were like no all these countries are locking down man you know there's no way we're not going to do that Yep. It just makes sense. And it's not even that like the fucking Trump stormtroopers came out there and made us go in our homes. It's like people saw the president say it was bad and they were like, okay, I should stay home, whether I'm supposed to or not, you know? Uh, and I thought to myself on that Monday, like why the fuck didn't that New York times article come out on Sunday? Uh, so basically the first event we did this year, which would have been, you know, in the current apocalypse, the last Milsom event ever produced which was Road to Kharkiv, which was in February, March. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anymore. March, right? Derek it was February. I was like, I don't know. Derek would remember either from the stories I've been hearing from him from that event. <laughs> oh, no, I had a blast. Yeah, it was February. It was late February. And then maybe it was the uh, last, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the last weekend of February or something. But um, we had these two guys who reached out to us who are freelancers who work, you know, with the New York Times as well as other publications. And they were going to do this story. Well, I mean, they have done the story at this point. So they did this piece on Milsim in total. But the model that they used for it was like they attended a Milsim West event as embedded combat journalists. Uh, The writer is a Marine infantry veteran of Afghanistan. And the photography guy is just a friend of his that he has done. Well, I mean, he's a photographer. He's a really well-known photographer. At least he's worked in a lot of top your mm. publications I he's a professional yeah yeah he's a professional photographer i didn't mean to imply that you're not shit if you weren't a, a veteran uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh and, that is and, that is actually completely allowed in here <laughs> yeah and uh okay i was just checking this is still america right um 
but <laughs> they, they, they as a team have done some combat journalism. And so they came as their combat journalist selves uh, to our event as part of this larger story that is both in print online. And then there's like um in the spring, the New York times has an insert in the Sunday edition called the look, mm-hmm. which is like a fashion and lifestyle photo glossy insert. And it was going to be like a 10 page flagship article for that. Oh, y'all were getting a you know, cause the Vogue spread picture that Eric made was it's, it's appropriate. Cause you guys were going to get a whole fucking centerfold. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. It was going to be hot. Um, I don't know if they, I mean, uh, last I talked to the, to the reporter who, uh, you know, it's pretty nice guy. We seem to have a pretty friendly rapport. Um, he can't sell any of the stories really that he wrote before this hit. He said, the only thing I can sell right now is pictures of, you know, refrigerator trucks outside of hospitals, basically, mm-hmm. you know, no one wants anything that isn't this. And the last word that I got from him is basically that, you know, this article's on the shelf until this crisis is over or until the appetite for other news exists well it's just like so, any other it's just like any other media you can't sell it if there's not a market for it like no yeah totally. seen that with everything who, yeah who wants to who wants to read some esoteric piece especially new york times readers right who wants to read some like piece that isn't even a mocking piece about people doing milsim right like yeah i was kind of curious uh, is like what 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 was so in your mind whenever you'd had them come out there like what was your best possible outcome like what did you want to see out of that or what were you hoping the angle they were going to go with or was there anything specific yeah, so i think really i was just hoping that it'd be like a uh, a mass market here is what milsim is as a hobby and we've talked to the best of the best about it and here they are you know here here from ford Moto company to show us the truck or whatever you think the best fucking truck is mm-hmm. that company you know i was just hoping it would be like basically an ad and Basically, it was. So. <laughs> well, it was okay. gonna be because it could have been a lot <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah, it yeah. Been. yeah, I was yeah, scared. So the thing is, like I, they, they, uh, they. Uh, the the main question that he asked me on the record, which I didn't see in the quotes, so I approved, and I think I shared them with some of you guys, but not everybody. But if you want to <laughs> see him, hit me up. Um, and then he he also interviewed Jet pretty extensively as well. So another feature of the article is actually Jet. Um, and What's got to be I, an interesting would, angle? Like you've made a career off of this. What the fuck? Right. Like in yeah, media, like thing, not as a promoter either. That's got to be super fascinating. Somebody like just out the looking, looking in from the outside. What? Just as like as Jet, the thing with Jet, which is I would assume his oh, angle yeah, is, yeah, he's yeah. talking about a kid who came in and off of media became yeah. famous and made a career out of doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much. Nuts. I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the angle that he took with mm. both me and Brian and jet, you know mm. what I mean? Is he was trying to show like, these are the people that are working in this space. This is this industry, right. Mm. Or hobby. I mean, it was a style piece about Milsim. Um, yeah, I was really pleased with what I saw. You know what I mean? Like it looks overwhelmingly positive. You know, one of the main questions we got on record was like, what would you say to the more, you know, like assuming that the, the readership of the New York times is more liberal. What do you say to these parents who are like, well, you're promoting violence and you gotta, you know, guns, you're in an age of school shooting, you're letting kids play with guns, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. Have you voted since like 1999? Like you're complicit then, you know, like I'm not Joe Camel, man. Like you are, this isn't even like Joe Camel. I'm not that even like angle is what we were afraid of when we heard vice was going to come out to copperhead. Yeah. And- which I, I, after everything, it's a little bit different because Vice is a not accredited to anything other than fucking 
super clickbaity bullshit. And B, it was like right in the heat of all the school shooting shit. And there is no possible way in my mind that that is not the only angle they were going to go with. That, yeah, there's no way coming out of that that would have been a good well, look on Airsoft. They were coming out to do a full film documentary as well. And I mean, let's be honest, we all know those people at Airsoft Games, and those were the kinds of people they were probably going to interview for. You know what was really, actually, you know what was really interesting about that experience? Go ahead, Josh. No, go ahead, Josh. Oh, okay. Um, I was a little worried about what they were going to find. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or who they would talk to. Yeah, but I figured I'm going to let them do it anyway, because the reality is they weren't going to make us look like weirdos. Do you get what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about that. Um, I'm just worried they decide to write the whole story about, like, the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Like the guy that you're just like, oh God, dude, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I mean, there's there's kids at every event and like it's, you know, every single event host I've ever been to, they've got that. There's like a small section of the fan base that goes out there that you're like, who the fuck let you idiots out of the zoo? Like, how did you get here? What kind of <laughs> Flintstone foot pedal bullshit did you take to make it all the way out here to sit here and spew this crap and like in my general direction? Like, what the fuck? And that's what I, I mean, was afraid my- of when I rolled up to Kharkiv uh, in, in the van with a whole bunch of other retards in the back. And we just roll up and you're at the front and I roll the windows. I'm like, hey, yeah, go park over here. By the way, the New York Times is here. And I was like, oh, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, did you interact with them at all? They came by um, where we were sleeping and took some pictures and we talked to them a little bit. I mean, they were nice, but not a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. So. I was uh, super pleased to see that they spent most of the time interviewing, I'd say the more diverse client base and <laughs> with, and with a father and son. Mm. Yeah. There was like mm-hmm. a father and son that came with mm-hmm. the was like a veteran and the son. And they actually went to lunch with the father son team. Cause That's their cool. initial, they actually told me their initial, cause I talked to these guys for weeks leading up to this man, you know, five, six weeks or something. And they actually stayed with us at our cadre house too. So they kind of traveled with the group and saw what we were all doing. So they got a full, they got a full taste of the experience. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was afraid of. I expected them to show up Friday, take some pictures, drop some notes and then leave. But that was a, I was surprised to see them Saturday morning. These these kids are just pouring ravioli on themselves and drinking whiskey straight out of the bottle and shooting (laughs) fucking blank firearms in the air, butt naked and running around with masks on. That's, That's horrible. Hey school man, shooting training if the new york times didn't report it it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> the only source for the news well like how, how did that happen how did they did they reach out to you was it something that yeah. like there was a mutual yeah, connect they out to us no how'd they hear about like you guys? They, uh they went to the, basically from everyone that they reached out to about airsoft is what it sounds like huh interesting yeah, yeah like, Wolf and Blazer they actually they actually looked into covering other promoters but uh, I know they said there was one in specific where they thought the storyline was a little weird anyway. <laughs> I mean, there's so, a bunch of those. Yeah. So they're, they're looking for people. I would assume that are actually wanting like the more mill simmy side of things. So something like an overwatch game where there are a bunch of people are Renfro dressing up like turds. Like, eh, that's cool. That's too like, which I love, but it's like, eh, that's too close to like the lightning bolt, like LARPing <laughs> shit. Lightning bolt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just like, they went to strike zone, mm-hmm. strike force, strike force sports in New Jersey and talked to some people there. And they were like, what's the fucking Milsim? And that's it. That's how they found us. 
Hmm. You know, and then they just like cold emailed our, our website or something. Um, but, but a bunch of people hit me up in PMs on the day. Cause you could tell like the same person had hit up a bunch of different people mm-hmm. being like, Hey, do you have Josh Warren's contact info? I'm, you know, working on the story for the New York times. And I think a lot of people rightfully so were like, ah, uh, I don't know. Let me ask him and see if I have it. Well, I mean, uh, you do, you do self tout that you guys have got the only like real Milsim experience and got the reputation for being the most hardcore of the event host. So it makes sense that they would want to go to you. Like if you're going to go for it, go to the top fucking Probably. yeah just yeah. yeah go for the gold dude let's get the let's get the what's supposed to be the big bad out of the way for sure i mean it's <laughs> dinner also, breaks are not milsim <laughs> i mean hey man that's my opinion like if it offends you then good there's half eaten mres everywhere i don't understand <laughs> oh man i just cannot i cannot eat a half yeah I the the image of that of like all these kids that are like super gung ho like showing up these mres leaving like 8 hours and sopping wet their shit's broke. There's mud all over them. They just look defeated. And there's just like a pile of like MREs with like one bite, but it's like every different flavor. They're like, <laughs> like trying wait them all. a second. This isn't like, good. What, what you, I you thought mean this they, would be good. You mean they all taste like shit? Huh? What the fuck? <laughs> Super satisfying. Super satisfying. <laughs> I thought the jalapeno cheese ones were supposed to be good. That's what all the memes tell me. No, it still tastes like ass. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're just bad. processed ass. That's the only difference there. The, the pro move is just take a jet boil and ramen packets. Bro, the jet yeah. boil. Holy Actually, shit. Actually, I, I covered it in another podcast, which is also very good. Uh, uh, the Gun Gamers one? Yes, I covered it. Yeah, that's a good okay, one. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah know we watched that. Like those a, are good dudes. Okay, cool. Yeah, those guys are great. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I'm telling you that uh, that Nissan King ramen, whatever, that shit's out of control. The pork flavor, oh my God, change your life forever. <laughs> But you can also get, you know, the first night, like you can bring in, like, I like to do like a, like a tortellini or something mm-hmm. in the jet boil or a lobster tail fit in there or like, damn, shrimp. that is Gucci. You just, I just want to see but, you walking around with like a, with a jet boil, but you've turned it into a fucking shrimp cocktail and they're just like lining the cup. <laughs> just, <laughs> what oh is that? God. You're like, what the fuck is that? It's a Bloody Mary. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, stop yeah, peasants. Yeah, it makes more sense as a Bloody Mary or a Michelada, but I happen to love Micheladas with shrimp on the rim. I, so I, I have a it. mild addiction to Micheladas and Bloody Marys. It's like fucking, you can ask them at Copperhead. I think I had one in my hand the entire weekend. You did for Wait, the most what is part. Your preferred, Bloody what is your Mary, preferred Bloody Mary. What's up? No, no. Michelada in a can product. I so I st- I try to stay away from the can ones, uh, but I'll just normally okay, go with like yeah. the gas station. If like if I'm if, if I'm going to, I don't know, like the Budweiser one or some shit, or the 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 uh, I think ah fuck, what's that? That's ah Modelo. Modelo has one. I usually grab that okay. one. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. My but I was just grabbing Zing Zang and beer and just being like, yeah, hey, fuck it, close enough. <laughs> it is close enough, it's but bad. it's not not the same. <laughs> No. I, I'm partial to the Budweiser because it has actual Clamato, mm-hmm. like the branded Clamato. Yeah. But I think the Soul Michelada, which is not as common as the other two, is the is my favorite in a can. But I mean, obviously, it's more fun to do it yourself. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like too a... much ingredients. It's like I had to kick, you know, at the New York Times uh, covered Milsom West event, the last Milsom event to ever be hosted on this planet before the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're marketing um, it now. Like, come see the last one. Uh, uh, the um, I actually had to kick some players out uh, because, among other things, the main thing they got kicked out for was smuggling in about 60,000 rounds of ammunition. 
Like I see no problem with that. No, no, like BBs. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I was me. No, sixty fat. But I was like, that's still a lot, man. It was like fucking. You know, because that, that, that kind of breaks like, the game. The whole thing yeah, is that yeah, yeah. ammo is a commodity out there. Yes, it's yeah, part of the economy. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. like ten or fifteen bottles of BBs, right? Yeah. Um, but they also snuck in like fucking sixty-eight Budweisers, <laughs> and and like all six of them had American flag lawn chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and they had, and the worst part is they got those like all-terrain wagons, and then when, I, the, when they cadre saw them in inspection they were like and of course they were late so like the cadre are trying to get ready for the op board right they're just pulling up to the inspection area like oh dude are we late were, you know, were those the like, wagons oh, i Derek saw on op board wagons. that were leaving yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, i had to kick them out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i saw that in the parking lot i was wondering are they just like wheeling that around the parking so, lot are they going to take what it you're, into the field what you're telling me that if we show up with Corey's gucci ass lexus and his new fucking trailer we can't just drive that onto the field <laughs> i mean it's an insurgency game but it was like a force on force game and we told him don't bring the fucking <laughs> wagons and and the money bit was like then they just they did it anyway you know what i mean they I mean, the wagons a, in a backpack is cheaper than a wagon i don't well, they had backpacks too bro they had backpacks too. <laughs> so they need that much shit I guess they smuggle all their BBs and stuff. When I found all their BBs and shit, I just waited at their like their area for them to come back from whatever like shitty recon they were on, being awful, shooting all their BBs, and was like, "Who the fuck wagoned in like a spare parts kit and like fucking (laughs) seventeen replicas and like, dude, this is like a this is like a mil this is like a casual milsim game parking lot right here. You wagoned in, you probably fucking killed yourself on the infill." And then when they get in there, and I'm like, "Whose shit is this?" They're like, "Oh, it's no one's." I'm like, "Okay, oh, it's okay, no one's." Just, just showed up. This shit got so in. no one will care if I just throw it away then. <laughs> and then, and then the worst part was when I was like, "Didn't we tell you?" Because I'm like, you know, you guys are making yourselves a hazard here too. Like, a instead of bringing water, you brought like fucking seventy five pounds of beer. <laughs> fucking retard. no beer hydrates you. That's the secret. Like, if you're an alcoholic and you have to drink. Only Natterdays hydrate beer on a backpacking trip. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's just like, and and they told me, oh well, we didn't. One, I guess, like the cat. One of the guys was like, my leg hurts. I can't carry a backpack. Can I use my wagon? So the cadre was like, all right, dude, whatever. Can I use my wagon? Like, okay, cool. We. <laughs> so they told me, well, we all packed up our wagons. We went back a second time. And we all packed our wagons up and put them in his wagon. And then we brought it back here. And that's why all the wagons are here. And I'm like, we had video of these motherfuckers walking down the road in the rain, looking sad as fuck with their wagons. It's like, we had video. And they got like, they were like, where's your proof? And it's like, dog, we don't need proof. Please tell me you took some screenshots and just labeled it sad wagon boys. Oh, no, we had, we got, yeah, we got them, bro. Oh we God. got them. You know, the funny thing is those dudes thought that they had a bunch of clout with one of our major sponsors. And like when complained about it and those guys basically were like, well, if Josh kicked you out, you must have done something <laughs> like you did something real good to get kicked out of an MSW game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like they weren't even paying attention at first. They're like, we got kicked out. He's like, yeah, yeah. The Milson. Wait a minute. What? You managed to do what? Well, it's like what usually you people do? quit. Yeah. Usually people quit. But it was like an egregious rule violation, man. You know, it was like. What the fuck is what game are we playing if you just have an unlimited supply of BBs and no one else does? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bullshit. That breaks know, the game so. for sure. 
It's like, you know what yeah. makes this game super fun? You know how nobody else has BBs? What if we had all the BBs? And then we can just keep <laughs> the, shooting the entire fucking wagons. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like on top of that, they're like, hey, uh, okay, guys, we got to figure out how to move an additional 75 pounds of liquid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was this like some sort of like special forces, like week contraption? It's always the kids too that like three beers in are like fucking vomiting everywhere, like asleep in the mud. And you're like, no, oh, these guys well. were experienced drinkers. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could tell it was like they planned to drink 75 pounds of beer, but it was just like, it was weird. It was rough. There was a language barrier too. So uh, real uh, weird. There was both a language and a cultural barrier. Oh, really? And it was, yeah, it was weird to bridge that gap because where were they from? People, I don't want to say. Uh, okay. Nikita says you at least I mean? they could have shared the beer and it would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it, it was like i'm not uh, the beer thing it's like i mean i'm offended but like uh, you know i'm gonna make you like fucking go take it back to your car or something maybe if you did they like, not know honest. you were looking for a bribe did they not just pick up a case and be like yeah yeah drunk at events i can only do drugs uh. <laughs> the beer would really fuck up with my cocaine i don't really i don't think yeah, it's a lot of twisted would just be yeah. not a good time <laughs> well i mean i don't I don't want to be smelling like liquor when the cops show up or like an ambulance Fair. shows up. It's not a good, look. yeah, it's not a great look. And like the amount of times the cops have shown up is actually a lot. So, well, yeah, you, you guys know. have got you guys always have the fucking crazy. Well, especially story. with like, people running onto the field and like disrupting games and stuff. Yeah. No more bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's it. We like Derek and I have that story about disrupting a clan meeting on accident during an American Milsim game, and we're like, nothing beats that. And then fucking goddamn Josh comes along. He's like, so this one time a meth head biker gang showed up. Oh my god, it's so true, man. Holy fuck! I, I remember that it didn't happen to me. Oh god, I, I remember I was so pissed when I heard that. because of that. Really? Oh, sure. I used to not. I stopped carrying for a while because I was like, you really don't need it. You know, you like to party. You can't even take it with you when you party. You know, well, because my problem was I was taking it with me when I was mm. partying. You know, yeah. and I was like, I can't be, you know, I can't be living like this. But it was like, I, I was at a bar one night and there was a fight and like the cops show up and I'm explaining to the cop what's going on. And I realize I've got a gun in my pants, you know, that's like super printing. And nice. uh, he, luckily he didn't fucking notice, but I was just like, oh my God, that could have gotten so much worse for me right there. Like I got to stop. But you, you know. never, you never know when Jim Bob and his fucking raccoon wife are gonna show up to your Milsim event and start screaming about apparently meth and T Rexes and what man, the fuck else. Dude. And it, you know, apparently not. And I mean, the guy certainly didn't give a fuck if he killed me. So <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Gnarly. I mean, you can see there's a picture on my Instagram of me. Oh yeah, Chase. Yeah, there's. I mean, that rock through my fucking front wheel sh- windshield's like. I don't know the size of softball. We were probably moving like sixty-five plus miles an hour. Out of the dirt. pissed. Was was that the moment that shit became real? Was when they threw the rock? Oh no, he, he had already thrown a rock. That was oh, the second. Of rock. course, that was the, so that's the chase the began. Rock. The chase began when he like I thought maybe it was like that one guy had already been arrested, and then these dudes came back. Rock number and, two, the final. Spot. And I didn't realize they were attacking people. So when I pulled up to him, I thought maybe they just wanted to know what happened to their buddy. So mm-hmm. I pulled up to him, not thinking it was going to be a violent confrontation. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then he threw the first rock at me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to kill you with my car now." <laughs> <laughs> he did not expect that. He was not. He was not ready to start a race then. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, and and it shows because like I got his ass in a 2012 Rav4 on dirt, <laughs> and he had a fucking dirt bike. 
<laughs> so, the, you know, be if you're going to throw rocks at a dude in a fucking car, like, you know, you might want to be ready for that eventuality. He's going to try and run over your fucking dirt bike. So, did that give you That's an itch to any- try to throw a high speed chase into one of your millisecunds one time? Like, oh you know, it'd be really Please, fucking no. sweet. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I actually, I, we actually had it happen once in an event already, and oh. I'm, I'm so triggered in reverse. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it was quite some time ago. I want to say more than four years ago, uh, and it was like we had some cool military vehicles laid on for this vi- event, and basically, for whatever reason, people decided to just. Have a have a fucking Mad Max airsoft cargo truck race in an open field. Well, I was gonna say that vehicles and airsoft games usually don't end well. I mean, so. Eric and I you know got. What I'm not, you know what I'm actually really surprised by is there haven't been more accidents, collisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. that, I actually that is really that, surprising. Like, the whole gun truck thing is one of the most dangerous parts about airsoft. Yeah, I will say. Remember the last time we went to Broken Home together, and you I almost got ran over. Retard, that was he was in a ghillie suit yeah. laying like next to the road. He was in the road in this ghillie suit, and we're walking, and the car's coming. I'm like, hey, hey, and he's like, shh. I was like, no, retard. Fucking they can't see the you. Way. Yeah. yeah, and he got like mad at me, and he's like, he's like dude, what are you doing? They just shot me. I was like, yeah, well, it's a lot better than getting ran the fuck over by a two ton truck, you dipshit. God, yeah, man. I mean, that's swear that's one of the problems is it's just like and and it's especially weird with the gun trucks because every i swear it's like i mean there's some good groups out there that have vehicles that don't use them like weirdos Mm -hmm. right but it's like it's either like a fucking honda crv with a bunch of weird armor paneling on it and like a fucked up turret you know what i mean uh oh shit uh you know it's it's like not a tank but it drives like a, you know, it's just so gamey and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's like, why are yeah, it, they all, they good. drive, they have so much extra shit on them that they're not made for. And they drive like a fucking 20 year old target shopping yes. cart. Yeah. And, and it's like the amount of times in an event where there's this new vehicle crew that has like the coolest fucking gun truck ever. Yep. Known to man. And there's so much and audio then, visual input. They're not used to while they're driving. Oh, not thinking. Go customer service them the first night. Yeah. Be like, Hey man, you guys got to turn your lights on. And they all got their nods on, and they're like, "Oh, we got our nods on." And I'm like, "No, okay, yeah, I don't <laughs> no. give a fuck, man. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, man. You know what I mean? Like, I I have seen special operations personnel get in horrible accidents from driving under nods. Yeah. So you're telling me that you, a group of hobbyists, I do not know, I'm gonna let you drive under nods right now with like everybody trying to be a sniper? Nah, man, <laughs> it's not happening. I don't give a fuck who you are like makes sense yeah yeah man it's just not i mean like hey in a perfect world but like air, air, air softers are air softers that's the problem at the end of the day so well I've, I've had to tell sponsors they couldn't do that before yeah like it, it is what it is man you know it's something about sometimes the people that have money for those toys are like a little fucking cracked in the head Oh, I, we, I, you trust yeah. me. You and I yeah. know a person, Derek. That Josh, yeah. you know too. That yeah. We can think of off the top of our head for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can think of like driving at nods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side of that, we uh, <clears throat> one of the more actual Milsim things in re- involving vehicles was at the Washington game a couple years back. Both person, I think one of the personnel carriers got stuck in the mud in the middle of the night. Was that the Eva Comfy? No, it was uh, one of the national. No, we got, we got the we got the Oregon National Guard to come out. Yeah, with like four LMTVs, but 
and they and it was as a drill because one of our cadre is like a senior. She's a senior officer in the guard, and she got it set up as like a recruiting event. And some people came out to drill, but they didn't get people who were qualified as drivers, so they didn't know how to like lock the hubs or fucking basically really drive an off-road six-wheeled vehicle at all. And uh, at one point, so we're actually we had more trucks get stuck than we had trucks technically. Yeah, we had like <laughs> six stuck and four trucks. So two of the trucks got stuck twice. Yeah, and it was. I remember when we like on the second day when we got moved from the uh, uh, when we got moved from from our militia spot to the rust four spot um, and we all got to hop in there. I was surprised that we actually got to use one because I thought they were all like still stuck in the mud. So, well, that's why we switched it from the end of spring because it was like we went to the end of spring because we couldn't use pyro there in the end of summer. Mm. Yeah. And and then we realized, yeah, but then like every support vehicle gets stuck in the mud. You know what I mean? People slop around in the mud. It could fucking snow. I mean, yeah. dude, we had an event at the end of this season in West Virginia. The daytime high was like 28 degrees. <laughs> dude, it was fucking miserable. Miserable. Like, I have never felt more sympathy for a Milson West customer in my life. <laughs> Just watching like groups of people just huddled together for body warmth. Did you have a and, lot like, drop out that game? You know what's shocking? No, that's what blew nice. my fucking mind. I thought people were absolutely just going to not make it. Now we had a lot of people not show up, you know, like I, I would bet that we had more people not show up at that game than any other game. Hmm. Uh, look at the forecast and new nah, I ain't doing that. Oh yeah. They were just like, no fucking way, man. I'm not doing that. Cause it was gnarly. It was like Saturday. The highest it got was almost freezing. <laughs> Sunday it was a little better. Like sure enough, by the time of the AAR, people were like not wearing every piece of layering just to stand in the sunshine. Wow. But no dude, the set, the Friday into Saturday night, like, Oh my God. It was like, I would get out of my truck to fill up the water bladders or something and just be mad. Standing there, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to totally bitch out and just sit in my truck with the heat on like a fucking pussy. But like, you know, I'm not getting paid to suck dick. Like I'm getting paid Bro, to deliver it, water. It drops below fucking 40 degrees and I I am the angriest human being alive. If I'm outside and not bundled up, I'm like, fuck this, fuck these fucking people. Fuck, I don't want to fuck them here. I mean, I can kind of, like at night, I can kind of handle it because I don't mind being like, you know, a little fucking pig in a blanket or whatever. But it's like it's like when you wake up and you're still like, oh, my God, it's painfully cold. I need to shit. You know, I need to go squat in the bushes and fucking squeeze one out. And like the bushes are covered in ice and my fucking butthole is freezing. You know, like you breathe in and it's like painful. Dude, there's nothing worse than your actual butthole being cold. Nothing worse. Nothing worse on the fucking planet. I've never, I'd, I'd never experienced that until I was sailing off the coast one time. And I was hiking out, which is when you're like leaning off the side of the boat, to try to keep it level. And a little bit of got a little Poseidon kiss, like Mwah! and the water was like 30 degrees. And I just went, oh, and I immediately went back in. I was like, no, 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 none of that. It's fucking horrible. My worst cold is definitely Ranger School. There's this thing. I can't even remember the name of the activity. It's like some kind of short obstacle course. And the funniest part about it is supposed to be you got to do a monkey bars. And at the end, you do some pull-ups. And then when you're done with your pull-ups and you answer the fucking instructor quiz hazing questions, 
you get the low crawl, like a hundred meters under this barbed wire through a bunch of like soupy ass mud that they throw nasty shit in, but it was like cold as fuck. So they had to break the ice up on it. Right. And, uh, yeah. Cause this was like February. Right. So it's, you know, legitimately pretty cold in Georgia in February. Uh, and fucking Georgia's cold as shit, dude. Yeah, dude. And it was like, I couldn't feel my dick for like 25 minutes or something. Like from the moment I hit the water to like, you know, the nice thing is like, it's the last thing you do, right? You have to fucking crawl through it. And then you all stand there in formation, soaking and freezing. Everybody finally gets done. They like fucking hose you off with a fire hose. And then you run right into the showers. Right. And everybody does the same thing. Just like stands under the shower for like five minutes with the hot water on their dick. <laughs> until like you can feel it again because <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing ever man like my dick was numb and it was terrifying i was like am i gonna use this gonna thing again back? <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i've never seen so many people want to masturbate here look uh, it's not nothing's over. happening when i rub it just just rub it for me it's not gay man it's just, it's just medical how is it that every time i come back into a conversation somebody's talking about tugging on someone else's dick <laughs> I joined into this group and somebody was talking about dick and I'm like, I come in at the best times. Oh my God. You, you either come in when we're talking about something inappropriate or something super inappropriate. There is no, there is no, I think it's you. Honestly, I think it's you. Paul. It probably is just me. I don't know. <laughs> well, wait, so I you guys want to, you guys want to talk about like, what do you see happening with the scene or, you know, with the, with the COVID thing, or you think, yeah, what, what's your, already? what's your opinion on the after effect of all this shit? Well, I, man, it's, I, I don't have an opinion. You know, it's like, I wish I had a better opinion really. Yeah. Well, like, what's my opinion? What's your idea? Com- yeah. com- yeah. Company wide event host wide local field wide. Like who's fucked the most? Like who's, who's going to be the most hit by this? Do you think? I mean, I think everybody, man, you know what I mean? Like there's not that many people this won't affect. And, and realistically speaking, like if you're still working right now, that doesn't mean it's not going to affect you somehow. Now we don't know exactly what that effect is going to be. I will say this, like, as far as that speculation, there's so many people uh, that I'm hearing this, like, Oh, it's going to be the end of everything financially. And it's, it's, you know, the great depression coming all over again. And like, fucking maybe it is, but the conditions today are not the same conditions. Well, what I, what I don't get, and it's different in the aspect too, that the entire world is getting financially slapped by this. The whole planet is going into this kind of debt. And like, at what point do we just admit that all the money's made up? Like yeah, who, the fuck, who the fuck do we owe money to Mars? Like, yeah, you know, I, said that, I said that to some friends and I felt like no one could adequately explain. Cause I do understand why inflation is bad in uh, reference to like international trade, like mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Sure. Yeah. But you know, it's like, okay, but if everyone's basically inflating, what, why are, yeah, is the whole planet just supposed to be like a bunch of hobos fighting over a peanut when there's a fucking buffet, like right over there, just, just, just quit, right, give, a, yeah, give up on the idea and just move on at some point, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like the main, so it's like, well, I feel so slightly, okay. So I, I feel slightly guilty of this too, because I would say, I'm as far as like my politics go, I'm like relatively like not a fan of big government, generally not a fan of like liberal social policy because I'm just like, Oh, esoteric financial reasons. That's bad. And it's like, well, maybe that's all bullshit. I don't know. You know, I was just thinking about it and it's like, well, maybe that is all bullshit. Who knows? Right. Like, do you think we're really just going to be miserable because of some academic 
financial theories. Right. I don't know. You know, I'm not an economist, unlike a lot of motherfuckers on the internet these days. True. Uh, yeah, everybody with fucking everyone's massive, an economist and a virologist these days. And a my doctor. favorite part, yeah. my favorite part yeah. about the economist is like every single economist that I see on Facebook, I just I know for a fact off the top of my head, off my friends list, like man, you have like a sixteen point five interest rate on your fucking brand new truck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. buy ice cream without going into debt. You dumb motherfucker. Don't talk yeah. to me about the world <laughs> yeah. economies and fucking macroeconomics. Jesus no, for Christ. sure. Man. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was, that was, and it's somebody, the Mars thing I stole that from a buddy of mine. I said that the other day, cause he was, he's high as shit. And he's like, man, I just don't get it. Like if the whole world's in debt, who the fuck are we in debt to? I was like, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it's certainly, it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's, it is radically altering the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we don't know, you know, obviously none of us know what that change is going to be yet. I mean, but certainly people have lived through things like this before. Yeah. So, well, and it, just in our small little microcosm of Airsoft, it's it'll be interesting to see if this changes the structure of how much is outsourced in Asia, in the Asian market when nothing right. can get shipped. Like how right. are these gun companies, how are Elite Force, how are uh, the, all the, every BB company, every single one of them, they all come from the same fucking place. We've established that. The, well, you uh, think about it, they probably, I mean, I could be wrong, but I bet you a lot of them already got their shipments for the year. Yeah, but depending for on how quarter, long this lasts, like sure. if this goes to, if this yeah. goes to, this goes on and on and on, will we see them just completely give up the ghost or will we see them try to transition into manufacturing stateside as well? Or is the market not big enough or to support that? at least in that? this hemisphere, man. Yeah. You know, at least like in this, in Mexico, Canada. Yeah, wherever else they know, have child I, labor. Yeah, they'll they'll move it somewhere. Well, no, I mean, it's not even, it's just like the cost, you know, it's certainly easier to, you know, live in Canada. I mean, as far as like, yeah. if you're getting paid in American dollars, operations are cheaper. Yeah. I mean, c- certainly something I enjoy when I work in Mexico is like, you know, Hey, in America guys, we stay in motel six, but here in Mexico, <laughs> like you're, you're staying by the beach, everybody, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a little, uh, you know, that's a nice boost. Like, uh, it's always nice when you can do more. Uh, with what you've got. So I'm just be curious if, if how many of these companies would see that worth the upfront cost to move manufacturing or move anything like that over to the other hemisphere. I mean, you got to speculate that a lot of people see it that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas I know, you know, I know at least like well, word around the fire is that like a lot of these bigger Asian companies don't see the American market as a selling point or the focal point. Like they get there's money there, but it's like not, it's not as big here as it is in a lot of other places. Uh, I think maybe Europe is a bigger market. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be my guess, but I'm not I really sure, would, man. You know, I think that would be an interesting evolution. If you look at different companies, like for ex- for instance, HPA companies like Wolverine, Polar Star, whoever makes HPA and innovates HPA, like they build their like their their stuff around what they have to make. And they did it because they love Airsoft. And I think that if there's enough people that like see that there's a problem where like, oh, we were not going to be able to get that stuff. Somebody here is going to figure out how to mass produce that shit. Like they're going to, somebody's just going to figure it out. Sure. Well, like, I mean, don't you think ultimately like all industries are going to start figuring it out? It's, yeah. It's no like trying to move operations, you know, I, I, I think it's a, I, I think so. I mean, maybe obviously not all, but I think that there is going to be a handful of some. And I think that during this time, you know, think of it like, like winter time, like shit dies off shit kind of like 
the way that you have the cycle of seasons, like think of it the same way. Shit's going to die off and other things are going to grow from it. And it's going to evolve that way. So what that looks like, I have nobody knows. So as somebody who (laughs) works in manufacturing as a product manager every day, um, I I was going to say, I I can tell you right now, we've moved a lot of stuff uh, that is more here in America based within the last year or so, not because of COVID, but just literally just because of, yeah, like just, trade dollar value like the import steel from china or steel-based products is you know it was getting pretty expensive so we decided to start making a lot of it back ourselves here in america and you know outsourcing not just to china but other places like taiwan taiwan's usually a lot better high quality stuff but yeah when it comes to coming over you know the pacific ocean i don't know i definitely could see a lot of places coming back i think it depends on a lot of well, like right, the future right economy. now, if you look at shipping ports and just see how many of those fucking cargo ships are lined up, it looks like a highway. They're just parked next to each other, just yeah. anchored, just hundreds of them. It's the yes. cra- my dad was talking about it. I went and looked at it and it's the craziest shit I've ever seen. You look like you could walk across them across the bay. It's bonkers. I mean, this isn't the first time it's like, you know, a lot like this of the beginning of when Donald Trump did you know, start putting a lot more tariffs on trading with China, you know, two years ago. It was like that too, but then it settles itself out, you know, it it, it comes a time. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly the airsoft industry is heavily relying on China, but there's a lot of airsoft stuff that's made in Taiwan as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, and I mean, anything getting shipped. There are, I mean, like I was going to say, I think the HPA, the HPA thing, I feel like, is almost kind of an American thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Like Polar Star and Wolverine. It is. I mean, like, like they manufacture in house. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. Which I I think is great. I honestly do, especially the, the these people who love the industry, whether they're getting inspiration from other previously made markets and adapting them to airsoft or however you feel about HPA. Uh, regardless, that the fact that they are making them in house because of their dedication and their love for what we all enjoyed to do together, is says a lot to how I think the survival of airsoft is going to continue after COVID. Um, whatever that looks like. I mean, if that means manufacturing gun parts here in the U S by customers who a customer who normally would have bought from a a store brand goes, you know what, if we're not able to get this, I think I can do that and they'll figure it out. Um, you know, you already have people who 3d print stuff and it's, it wouldn't be a matter of time until they invested in the proper machining and and business to do it here. And that's what a lot of it is, is, is the initial cost upfront to produce it like yourself find a way yeah the shit some of these kids are 3d printing is fucking wild well i mean i don't know if that holds i mean a lot of people kind of like don't it it has its limitations it has a a building because of it being a 3d printer and you obviously i'm just talking about like the airsoft stuff i've seen like this small little bit isn't the uh isn't the coronavirus just a plot by the evil airsoft corporations who have warehouses full of bullshit gearboxes? Like they probably have gearboxes out to 2035. In it's fact, I'm pretty sure that I saw a video on somebody's Facebook of somebody in the White House press room slipping up talking about uh, you know, G and G gear or like KJG gearboxes from 2022 or some shit. It's all so the 5G, the airsoft yeah. and the cellular yeah. companies are teaming yeah, up. It's all that fucking polystyrene, non-biodegradable BBs, man. They caused all this shit. 
Oh my god! Oh fuck! I this is what the globalists want. Especially when the gearbox design hasn't changed in like thirty years. Yeah. You yeah. you heard it here. COVID is caused by fucking polystyrene and non actual biodegradable BBs. We should have cared more. <laughs> we should have cared more. We should have yeah. listened. Oh my god! They tried to warn us. Oh, oh <laughs> man, you guys did HPA dirty. That's so fucked up. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Now is that just gone, dude? I don't know what the fuck happened to that dude. Man, he came on the show. We had a great time, and then just. <laughs> like a oh, fart in the wind, I mean, that guy just I'm disappeared. Sure he's just man, selling whatever he's selling is a different thing now. Is the company gone? Like, are they not making? No, they're still. Well, you just don't see them anymore. I, I I still see the the product all over the place. It's just, uh, <laughs> and I still <laughs> use it, man. Like, why the fuck? I you know. Well, give, the same thing is like when Falcon was doing that speed loader. You know what I mean? Like mm, people got yeah. pissed off for a good fifteen minutes. And, and yeah, but it is only fifteen dollars. Bro, don't get me started on that. The, the I was news cycle there. in our culture is so fast right now that drama will pop up and disappear within a week. Yeah, oh, like, hey, says uh, it's Bubba Moore and five G behind Corona. It's like we we got we got called a cuck by five thousand kids on the internet, but sales are up fifteen thousand percent. Holy shit! Like, yeah, it's like, it's like I guarantee you, like half the th- half the outrage from that Ode knockoff drove their sales so high because yeah, every I was, little, I was talking to Rob. They said like everyone on the internet was mad, but they sold out of the every I would say every eight year old on the play every eight year old played airsoft was like, Mom, this one's only fifteen dollars, not sixty. You can buy me this one. Dude, high power airsoft talking about them again. They haven't posted anything on their Instagram since like mid February. Oh they did. Wow. Yeah like I don't that's a good point. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. Yep. Called it yeah, that's wild. The, the the Chinese communists kidnapped them because they were about to blow off the conspiracy that's a good of the question. COVID. What the fuck is Falcon gonna do, man? That's I'm curious. I well, know. I mean, they're, they're airsoft. Well, wait, we know. So they'll be Whatever fine. It takes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, you guys, oh, hey, stay airsoft strong. You guys stay airsoft strong. Oh, airsoft strong, guys. Is such it a, be a yellow band because their colors yellow. It's gonna look like fucking what's his name, Lance Armstrong. Lance Ar- the Lance Armstrong fucking ghost. Airsoft strong. What, what is it about the airsoft industry that tries desperately to be cool? Like the only th- other thing that I can think of that's close to it is like the marketing for energy drinks, where they try so so hard to be. cool Cool. Red Bull. Oh, it's extreme. Kids. We're jumping off of cliffs and jumping out of planes. And if you drink this, you'll do this shit too. And it's like, why no, can't Airsoft be more self-aware of I what just, it is? I just want to be a little bit more awake know. when I do my taxes. What the fuck? Hey, you guys <laughs> stop talking about Airsoft flag saluting. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing um, that rivaled that post, Josh, was the 9-11 post. Oh, like, yeah, did you, that was good too. Th- there are so many. How many comments did that get up to? Like 2,000? I think oh I missed God, that I one. What was the what was the nine eleven one? I don't yeah, even summarize, remember. It was something. Like, oh, it's an old one. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like okay. last year around nine eleven. People were posting something about like never forgive, never forget, no surrender, brother, or you know, and anything <laughs> like that. And I'm just like, hey man, like heads up to everybody that's posting that today and didn't do a fucking thing about it. Thank you very much for your service. Here's a picture of me being awesome. Ah, you know, uh, no, I remember that one now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was spicy. You know, the people were like, he's gatekeeping patriotism. Um, you know, I was That's like, well, so what? The small PP syndrome for people who were like, well, I'm a real patriot. I just had a oh, shit today. Like, dude, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's not I a big deal. It's just fucking, yeah, like, it's yeah. why? Why? It's not cool. Anyone that has been through it or done it, like, they just fuck. We don't care. It's not a big deal. That's just my opinion, though. So it's yeah. like, whatever, you know. 
I mean, some see, people can't just take it or leave it, which is fun. And I mean, that's the basis for the posts, right? I've got an opinion about somebody else's shit. So it's just a continual cycle. Stirring I think, pot. That's all it is, Josh. I think, I think your point is more, nah, 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 nah. I can say whatever I want. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> well, you know, we just, so I, I told you, we just got some customer service email today uh, about a podcast I did earlier, you know, from a dad who had a military background. He was really fucking upset, you know, didn't like, my opinions or my crazy cult of personality I built around my satanic character traits. And it was like, uh, you, you know, and the, and the essence of the email was like, you either tell that boy to change his tone or give me a refund. And so we're like, here's a refund. <laughs> there you go. You know, like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's the joys is. of being self-employed. It's, I love it when someone asks for a manager on, on an email chain. Like, I like to speak to your manager and like, I am the manager. Dude, that's, I had that experience. I actually had that in person recently. It's so great. Dude, dude's like, he's like, what is bullshit? You know, cause I, I work for property management stuff and this guy's yelling at me about something dumb. And he's like, well, I want to talk to your boss. And I was like, you're really going to love this answer, dude. It's just me. He's like, well, I'm calling bullshit. And I was like, I, what are you gonna I walk do? You, I can walk you down to the office, man. It's just me. Yes, come come to a nice secluded room with me, please. This way, my friend. <laughs> Keep screaming at me. That's what I want. Spit on me again. This way. This way. Yeah. Fuck. Yikes. People, dude. It's <laughs> the, people get so mad about such petty shit. It's wild. I'm honestly surprised oh, there sure. is not more. Like the amount of spicy dumbasses we run into at games. I can. I still to this day and I'm astounded. I have not seen a single punch thrown at a game. Not a one. It's because nobody uh, yeah, ever know how to fight. No, that's not true. The 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 um the no, you're right though. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking about it, trying to defend it. They're like, I mean, they have a they have like they can you can shoot each other with it if you're mad. But like that's what I love with airsoft fight videos. Yo, yo, yo. First resort is I'll just yeah, put this off the auto and shoot you a bunch. Josh, have you seen the power ops video of the kids fighting? Oh God. <laughs> the yeah, guy getting, yeah. the kid getting yeah. tackled, which power ups turned into a, a fucking meme on their page like two weeks later. Wait, the, oh, they're the like boomer memes. Field? Yeah. 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 They have I saw an, outdoor an outdoor field where there was like a pretty big brawl, and then like the kid was like shooting people with his. Yeah. H- that's the one. Yeah. He gets tackled. It's like all yeah. the kids start shooting people. And yeah. <laughs> oh, my that's God, a problem, man. Dude, you I'm give so kids, glad. you give kids hose BBs. Yeah, that, that happened on their opening day, and then they used it for their Facebook page to meme like two weeks later. No, like that's 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 the route they went with that. Wasn't surprising. I know, I know Josh, you're you're one of the only companies that has a very very vocal, very upfront no refunds policy outside of if you have orders from the military or something like that. Sure. Yeah. How often do you I mean, have people, people have hit us up? People have actually hit us up about refunds for things like you know my mom died or something like yeah, that, mm-hmm. or like I was in a car accident. And and usually they're fine with just like, well, whenever you're ready to come back, here's a free one. Sometimes we refund them, but it's like, otherwise every motherfucker would be like, everybody's grandma would die when the forecast looked bad and we're not dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. How you know, often do you have people like dip out of the event on Friday night when they got cold and then ask for a refund? I've never had anyone ask for a refund after actually showing up. Okay. They walk up soaking wet, like I'd like to go home, please. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never. I've never. Man, this sucks. Oh Can I get my that's money a, back? That's a whole other thing, man. The amount of people that we have to be like, okay, can you walk? Okay, well, I'm not giving you a ride then. <laughs> Is your leg broken? Because 
Yeah. No, no. We've had events where people realize that if they pretend that they're hurt, a truck will come and get them. Ooh. It's like, it's That's like a big brain move. Oh my God, dude. I have some footage in my phone. I have the best, like watching people like fake a limp as like two of their teammates are like, keep him steady doctor. As they like help him to my truck. You know what I mean? And you're just like, Oh dude, like, like watching him pretend they're doing surgery as they like roll fatty sock up and look at his like fat swollen ankle. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It just looks like a fleshy, looks like a fleshy ankle to me, man. Maybe, you know, don't be such a his ankle. Is, his ankle is so swollen. Yeah. With, Calories, but get the fuck out of here, man. Those are Oreos, not a fall. I mean, I've, I've seen some legitimate, like, bad injuries, you yeah. know, but I've also seen events that were, like, particularly challenging, where, especially on the Saturday night, someone in a patrol base realizes that, like, a guy with a medical problem just got a ride. And then suddenly, like, I get, like, three more calls for medical problems. And I've got to the point now where I'll, like, make sure that I don't let the cadre push them up to their manager without being, like, hey, man, like, have a, have inspect the patient before I drive out there again, you know, like, yeah. you know, there's one cadre. who's a firefighter EMT that his my, this was my favorite. He was just like, all right, well, I can either call you an ambulance or you can walk out of here. And the guy was like, actually I can walk. <laughs> actually yeah, I can weird. walk. I don't want a $10,000 bill, but you couldn't walk before. We, weird. Yeah. The, I think the weirdest thing I've had is like people that left the game cause they got fucked up. And then wanted to come back. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I left. I went to a hotel. I had a McDonald's breakfast. I'm feeling better. Can I come back? No, it's like this the, is fucking crazy. This guy was yeah. nuts. Um, he's pretty big in the scene. He, he used to come to a lot of events in Georgia. And I think he came to a lot of other promotions as well. But mm. I, I'm not going to name names. But this guy would come with his kid and maybe some of his friends' kids. And he would hang out in his RV in the parking lot. He maybe came to three of our events or something. And he would always be telling me, you know, like, like the first time I was like, Hey man, are you participating? Or are you just trying to steal people's cars or what's your deal out here? <laughs> oh no. And I'm a volunteer firefighter. So I can basically be your medic if you need it. And it's like, okay, man, well, I know some people think it's a good idea to have an in-house medic, but um, I don't want to get sued. So I'm just going to call yep. the ambulance. Yep. 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 That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't need anyone. I don't need any, like, you know, God bless them. But like, I don't need any volunteer firefighters up here pretending to be EMTs and shit. No good. Especially, yeah. Okay. If it comes down to a situation truly like that. Yeah. 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 And like he showed up to another event and I told me he could take pictures and it was a fucking mistake. Cause he started going around <laughs> fucking shit up, you know, wearing a neon orange vest when we're like, dog, no one wears a neon orange vest at our shit. Nobody don't yeah. do it. Like stop doing that going around telling staff that he's the chief medical officer who are like, Hey man, don't park your fucking van near my upward sand table. You jack get your fucking van out of my patrol base. You know, and then like, well, you better talk to Josh. I'm the chief medical officer. Yeah. And, and, and to top it all off, I really lost my shit on this dude, to be honest. I, I feel bad about it, but I had to, he brought a player who I had to drive out. Cause he like dehydrated himself. He brought the motherfucker back into the game. But he said, I'm good and to come back in, Josh. About it, yeah, dude, it was crazy. And like when I confronted him about it, it just, it was like, you could tell it didn't register. You know, and I felt bad, but it was like, I was trying to help the guy out. And he made the conversation in his mind. Okay, I'll hang out in the parking lot and be the chief medical officer on the low, right? <laughs> All right, he said it. Like, 
Oh, dude. And you, cause you could tell, like, he was confused. He thought he just got fired as the chief medical officer, and I was mad at him. It was like, he never was, and I was mad at him. <laughs> you never had and the job, like, and I'm pissed. Like, don't you see that the problem is you took a player who had a medical problem that made him be like, he was exhausted and dehydrated and he had to be removed from the game for safety reasons. And then you brought him back in and didn't fucking tell us you did it. You don't see how that's dangerous. And he was like, uh, you could tell in that moment. He was like, Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. You should definitely fire me from being the chief medical officer. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you dumb mother. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Oh, oh, I felt God. bad too, man, because it's like kicking a disabled dog or something, you know. <laughs> Bro, the, the, yeah, and you feel terrible. It, it, and those those are all those ones that like you end up losing your temper with the most, or at least I know I do. Where it's like you're try, you know, like you're trying really hard to be nice, and you get it. You're like, ah, he's, he's just, he's just, he's not all there. He's not getting, not getting what I'm putting down. Like, there's the a miscommunication. Wires aren't here. connecting. Yeah, like there's there's something. There's a puzzle piece missing. And he was probably dropped on the set as a child. He just had to do something dangerous. You know what I mean? Like he did something that I thought was unsafe and it made me fucking mad. I can't. Especially because like typically the policy is no waiting in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or at least after a certain point, it's like, okay, we don't need you there, man. Like, yeah. Like, why you know, are you I'll, here? I'll, There's no reason to be well, here. Well, we'll let people stay. You know, it's like people will ask us and we'll let them do it, but it's a favor to them. Yeah. Like we're not trying to monitor the parking lot. We're trying to lock it up. Yeah. So. You know, uh, but it's like every now and then you'll see a kid group of kids come and you want to tell the mom, like, hey, you might want to hang out for a couple hours. <laughs> it's going to be a short one. Yeah. Yeah. That kid's like, got real. That kid's got real plates in a fully loaded three day pack and shoes with steel toes. Let's uh, was it? I can't remember. I remember one of the events up in Wyoming at Guernsey that a mom brought her kid and a yep. friend and dropped them yep. off like five miles away. Yep. from the actual game just rolled up to like the property line of the training facility and said okay have yep. fun well part of the reason that happened is because um we were out doing our recon and she, I, I found her randomly driving through the training facility and she was like are you the one doing the milsim and i'm like oh yeah, yeah yeah that's me but you guys are supposed to wait until this time and then report to this location and she's like well mommy's got a big day plans and i'm just like all right well it's just down the road you later, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may not see your kids later. You never know. Yeah, I just rolled my window back up and like basically drove the fuck away. It was like, good luck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that's what happened. Like, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to deal with that shit, man. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm already doing something where, uh, you know, it's like, I'm interpreting an experience, right? That I feel personally about. So I'm not going to fucking dance for you like a monkey, you know, it, it, rolling back to that guy who sent the email earlier. Cause he didn't like shit. I said on the gun gamer podcast, it's like, that's not how this works. It's not a cool it's just, product. It's just the, the peak Karen mentality. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not a cool product. Cause I'm asking you what you want. It's a cool product. Cause I'm not asking. We made, we made the same point with the, uh, the kid with them from the hop up app when Colby came on and he was like, people were like talking shit in the comments. Like, yeah, but he charges this for fraud or for fucking sales protection. It's like, yeah, it's a service dipshit. You don't yeah. have to pay for it. If you, if you want service protection, or if you want payment protection, 
pay the fucking extra believe it or not it costs money to charge credit cards Hmm, right and like it just like it blew some kids fuzzy little fucking minds like you guys are dumb like quit asking dumb fucking questions it's ridiculous or how they got upset that like colby actually made it his full-time living like yeah what like he came up with a good idea and he's making money from it money homie coded that i catch catch that shit all the time yeah like i don't know what it is but Kids and the the poor's get weird whenever you start make, talking about money and making money, especially when it involves a hobby. Or like, yeah, that, I feel like your... I get a lot of hate on the internet and threads when people like <laughs> people like sitting with, the, with their calculators on their phones. Like, wait a second, they're you turning could, a profit. Yeah, you could <laughs> sell this to me for thirty nine cents. Why am I paying a dollar? <laughs> like, it's I don't know, shipping, man. motherfucker. Like, what do you yeah. want? I have rent too. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to explain it to me. It's like, and the weird thing is people think they're like owed shit in their hobby. You know, like, it's like, Hey man, I'm just like, I'm super into it. Like big fan. You know, I'm just getting my channel started. Like, you know, what kind of stuff do you think maybe I should have on the channel? Like, Hey man. So I'm just the one I get, of course, a ton is people being like, yeah, I just want to have like the best, most hardcore Milsim events. And like, you know, I want to be like, they literally describe what I'm doing. And they're like, so you got any tips or anything? And it's like, yeah, man. Like you know, yeah, I got some tips. Come to come to my yeah. event. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I just I get that one a lot, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Buy a ticket, asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking fucking be be in the business for goddamn thirteen years or something. You know, like fuck. I mean, Meet see, people. like when, yeah, wow. when whenever people figure out this is my job, they're like, oh wow, must be nice. And it's like, yeah, dog, I've been doing it since two thousand six. My favorite was uh, right, like I and I didn't even I didn't even get fucking paid until like 2012. So that's actually not that great. Well, and it <laughs> happens in such small scale weird shit too. Like Punk and I, I remember like because we eg fucking sponsor the shows and they're buddies of ours. So they always give us a bunch of pyro and shit, and they unloaded a bunch of pyro on the back of my truck because he's like, can't fly back with us here. Enjoy, give it out to whoever you want, whatever. People started just walking up to my fucking truck and like reaching their hand in the pickup bed and then got pissy at me when I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Quit stealing shit from me. Like, what are you talking about? I just gave it to you. I was like, yeah, it's not yours. Fuck off before I shove it up your ass. Go away. Shoo. Shoo, 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 shoo. I mean, that's why that's why we don't do a raffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nuts. It's fucking stupid. God, it's like, I, you came to the game for the raffle? Nice. My, my first big mills, <laughs> I was so hyped for the raffle. And then by, like, my not first, uh, and when I realized, wait, I have to stand in the sun for two hours to not win anything? Like, <laughs> No punk. I do like punk screaming fight to the death whenever they throw shit out. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do is just remind people that when you jump in the air for a dumb fucking patch or a hat or some shit that like costs them a dollar to watch you like literally bleed on the ground because you guys fought for it. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Fight to the death. Kill each other. I actually just watched uh, the last game I did, the last airsoft event ever hosted, the VFB <laughs> game at the uh, uh, that we just did at eight seven eight at the raffle. This kid got so fucking excited jumping for a patch, he knocked this girl the fuck over, and didn't even goddamn notice that he knocked her over until I was like, "Yeah, be like this spastic idiot here and knock over the only attractive girl in this gathering," and not even notice it because you're scrubbing for a dollar patch. You know, it was like yeah. terrible. And then he like, then he looks up and realizes he's knocked this girl over. You know, and like, you. I I made fun of him for the rest of the rap. It was great, but uh, shame. 
Shame on that you. Was a, that was a savage one for me, though. I had a dude in the safety briefing who was like trying to make his own jokes, and I had to get that guy too. I was like, "Hey, I, man, I, I know you think you're really funny, and we all want to hear your jokes, but you got to shut up." Thanks. I hate safety briefing. No, I like yours, Josh, because it's short and to the point. I know some events have like an hour long safety briefing, I'm not and there's always that, that one, there's always do. that one dude that like takes it upon himself. Like this isn't complete unless I ask five retarded questions. Uh, <laughs> it was up to eight last time. No, twelve. It was 12 last time. I know exactly that kid, that one specific kid. The god, the, the, the goddamn magnificent stallion that he is. Wind changer. You beautiful bastard. God damn it. I hope all the good things. What if I shoot you. a window and the glass breaks and it cuts somebody? What do I do? <laughs> what the, dude, I, fuck, I, God almighty. I want so I I want to be that kid's friend so I can try to fix him. <laughs> it's one of the weird things. Like now, now I get it. I want I to just, train him and make him fetch. I just I want to make him less ridiculous as a human being. I really do. If Josh, if you haven't heard the story before, there's a very specific kid at events that always in the safety briefings he asks some of the most ridiculous fucking questions you've ever heard in your entire life. One of them, like. No exaggeration. He'll be sitting there and he'll be like, so now if we're air dropping, if we're simulating air dropping in and it's a windy day, do we need to be blown off course? Because we wouldn't land when we jump straight out of the truck. If the truck is supposed to be the airplane, we need to go like a little bit of a distance down the road. <laughs> and this is number one. I remember at Copper, it, it, broke, it was broken over Copper and he's doing it and Derek's kind of to my right and somebody else to my left and I'm losing my shit because I'm at like question eight. I'm holding up my fingers behind like... <laughs> and I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. And he asked another. I'm like, that's fucking nine. Like, wait, it's a new record. And I got, I got pre-deployed with this kid because somebody has a sixth sense of humor, and they knew it. They're like, Cole's not gonna be able to fucking, Cole's not gonna be able to hold it together. So I'm gonna stick him with him. And it was me and another person who, who is very aware of who this kid is. That they're like, this will be fucking hysterical. Let's stick him with them for the pre-deploy. So at Copperhead, they trap us in this fucking house at the pre-deployment with this goddamn kid. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like checking my shit, like checking comms bullshit with Corey. And he's, he, he's talking for like 10 minutes straight about how much rat shit is in the house. Because it's a man in buildings, man in houses, rat crap everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, think, well, rat, rat carries diseases and it, 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 it'll get you thick and salmonella and all this other bullshit. And finally, I just stopped and I was like, bud, hey, hey, uh, you know what you can do to avoid all that? Just don't fucking eat it. And you're going to be just fine. <laughs> and I felt like a piece of shit for like the entire rest of the weekend. I was like, God damn it. Now he's never going to be friends with me. Cause we saw him like, I saw him like later on the weekend. Cause his squad had like ditched him and he was just walking around in a circle, like kicking sand. And I was like, Oh, we Corey and I still look Corey. I kind of saw it. And we kind of laughed and we stopped and we were like, Oh fuck. Hey bud, you want to run with us? Do you not have anybody to play with? And he's like, no, I'm waiting on my friends. And I was like, Oh God. Come on, kid. Just go room with us, man. We're going to do something. We're going to do some cool guy shit. We're going to do a mission. Come with us. And he like wouldn't do it. And we were like, ah, oh, fuck. We tried. God damn it. We tried. <laughs> we put in the best effort we could. Just. I, remember, I was so excited before that event because uh, Carl hadn't met this kid yet. Oh, oh my God. This is gold. Someone always spots him on Friday. Too. What, what's that town? What's the last town? Like 30, uh, 40 De- miles. De- uh, Deming? Deming. Yes. Yeah, Deming. Yep. Yeah, the last little yeah. spick of civilization before we head out to play us. 
and I saw him at Walmart. I'm like, oh my! I grabbed Carl. I was like, it's him. And I text Colin Corey. It's like, so it's, it's become a it's become a running gag with the crew. Is like, because someone always spots him on like the Thursday or Friday before, like at a Walmart or he, somewhere. He makes and it's like, a lot of events. Confirmed. I haven't seen him at a Melson West yet, but I've seen him at a lot of other events. Oh God. I, I hope he Weird. blesses Melson West with his with his presence because he is a magnificent creature and he deserves to be studied. It's, I think uh, there's a whole bunch of events that obviously we were all planning on going to, but uh, once all on track. once all of this, I I I think my my big event I want to come to after we are able to go to events is. Uh, I want to hit the one of the insurgency events for yes. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to do an insurgency as a civilian. We yeah. we had an idea for one, which I kind of threw, I floated to Josh about uh, the pirate radio idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Which I think would be fun. There was fucking, actually a guy all set to do that at the one that we just had to call off. That's um, a bummer. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of the better ideas out there because like, I enjoyed the cult at uh, what was it the Uzbek insurrection yeah, or whatever dude, those guys are dope they were, they were driving around on bicycles like the Mormons they trying the to best, like side quest story cult. in that whole fucking game because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I saw like, like originally like, the, end, the end of the rabbit hole for the cult was like if you tried to follow the cult to side quest. They just wanted you to kill yourself in game to burn resources, basically, right? <laughs> that was their whole shtick. Was like they once they get you to like the seventh level of fucking Zorb cult, you kill yourself. Yeah, it's, it's got to be like the best side quest, in like a Grand Theft Auto game, where it takes you like a week to fucking complete in real time, and like, and you get this one torn shoe. Enjoy. It's a holy. Oh no, yeah, that was it. It's got like the worst, got like the worst fucking stats in the game or some shit after you spend like three hours Dude, grinding. It was like they got they got people into this whole fucking thing. Gotcha, and, bitch. Uh, I loved it on Sunday with the final battle. I saw them running around like their full robes and the red hood. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was some wild shit, dude. Was, See, uh, that's that's that kind of creative, funny shit is my favorite thing about stuff like that. Like that's just so fucking good. So fucking. I mean, good. I like that. I like that game because it's like. uh there's a couple people in the civilian pop. There's a couple types of people in the civilian population of that game, right? Because like, hella games are like, oh yeah, we got this insurgency stuff going on with all these like super can scripted scenes with op four like role players that are just trying to harass you, right? So they have no incentive, and like the scene just calls for you to be delayed by the op four for X amount of time or whatever, or go get the fucking football widget or whatever it is, right? And then the op four just makes it hard for you. But with that, it's like. The game, you know, let's say there's 500 players in the game, 250 or 300 of them are civilian players. You know what I mean? So, you know, the rest are divided up, usually with more of them being NATO, the rest being Russia. So all those people, like, have their own motivations. Now, a lot of them, their motivation is just crazy, stupid shit. But it's chaos gremlins. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the people who are like, oh, we're going to have a casino, which is a front for, you know, whatever our bullshit is or uh, you know, there was a guy who did a, he, he's done a bunch of different restaurants over the years, but one year he did like a really fancy formal dining restaurant. He brought like wallpaper and lighting. And, like, <laughs> he fucking wallpapered the interior of this like blasted out Victorville building. That's amazing. It was wild, man. I had a seven course meal as a leader's huddle. Like <laughs> it, it's kind of fun. Cause you don't have to like bring as much food. Cause there's people there selling food yeah. and like, 
you know, there was a cowboy themed karaoke bar at one of them. <laughs> like, you know, whatever you can think of, there's always a gay club. Oh, always usually like competing gay clubs. And, so, <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's like, they'll be like competing gay clubs. And one's like a bunch of straight dudes being like, teehee, wouldn't it be funny if we act gay? And then like the one across the street is gay dudes, you know, like with strip. <laughs> The, in fact, at that Uzbek game, they had that fucking go-go dancer. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That shit was real. I saw that guy and I was like, that guy doesn't normally come to MSW games and do this. Like, he does this somewhere else. Like, <laughs> this, is this is not, not your first, first time, time dancing on a pole. Uh, exactly. Uh. This is not the first time. Well, he had his own outfit and everything. It was like, you didn't get this made just for this game. Like you're not wearing like a male halter top or whatever. Oh man. It was funny as fuck though. I was That's dying. funny. Yeah. It was in fact we're we we have announced we haven't announced our first we were about to announce our Mexico insurgency game and like a lot of the people down there that play already knew about it. So they were already doing their like business advertisements in the group chats and things. And of course, what do you think the first business they come up with is? Gay a gay club. First. Oh, yeah. Absolutely first. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. point do you start taking this like as like repressed signals? <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. I mean, fan of, you know, it's the difference between whether you think airsoft is a sport or a hobby. Because if you're a sports fan, you're basically just repressing whatever deviant sexuality you have that you don't want people to know about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Be realistic. Like, yeah. sports fan conversations. You know, one of the most disturbing conversations I ever heard between two parents recently was uh, I was I was hanging out at the place my girlfriend works. There were, there was like a bunch of high school wrestling parents there for some sort of state competition. And all the dads just being like, yeah, you know, Tyler, he's just like he's so brawny up top, but he's so skinny in the middle. And he's just he's got these big thighs. He just wraps around him. And I'm just like, <laughs> you fucking listen to yourself. You're like describing your son's body. As if he's like a Greek sculpture, like chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, could sports be any more homoerotic? I don't know. Fuck. That's the best thing about Corona, man. Fuck you, sports fans. Jesus Christ. No, no, the sports ball it. was canceled. Yes. Oh my God. Who cares? Ugh. Well, if I don't have my sports, I'm just going to go and cancel my cable subscription. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I need to watch I'm the to beat my wife if I ain't got no sports no, to I, watch. Yeah, I mean, my brother's a big football fan and uh, UFC fan. And I he I, I think can tell he's bummed about it, but I just don't really follow any sports. At what point do you think you those know? dudes just start watching The Bachelor and be like, no, no, it's great. It's just like fucking NFL, except there's a bunch of hot bitches fighting and doing contests to try to lay this dude. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, that's oh, that's man, what always I've, football. Football's always been like The Bachelor to me. Like, I don't, I don't it's fucking weird. You don't care about football? I don't give a fuck about any organized sport. Care. Like, I watch boxing occasionally, but that's about if it. it. If if you need it bad enough, just put uh, on, what is the what is that NFL game? The Madden. Yeah. So go get get Madden and then just put two teams on on NPC and just watch them yep. fight. Yep, you can just have it. Be People have been computer. doing that, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to see some fantasy league based on random stats. On yeah. I've seen people predict the Super Bowl by like placing the two opposing teams AI and have them play like a hundred times and see who won the most. 
Fair. Yikes. Oh my God. Yeah. Big yikes. Well, now there's some I actual mean, sports events right now being played like as video games, like F1 racing, for example. They're actually doing like their whole series on the latest F1 racing game, which is oh, interesting. Really? And yeah. And part of NASCAR, too. They've been actually like sim racing, which is pretty interesting. My nephew went to a Travis Scott concert in Fortnite today. I saw that. Yeah, dude. Oh, that was a thing. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, it was awesome, man. It was so cool. You were swimming underwater, and I got all this loot for going. And, and fucking, it was cool, man. And I was like, oh, do you like Travis Scott? And he's like, no, but I fucking do now. <laughs> that honestly, evil marketing genius, dude. Honestly, if well, I mean, anybody like, gets yo, the chance. Went- no, seriously, if you anybody gets the chance to go watch what the capability that Fortnite has been able to do, I'm not okay. For one, I'm not a huge fan of Fortnite, but if you've actually gone and seen the events that Fortnite can host and host this stuff real time, it's insane. Yeah. It, like, I can respect the amount Star of money War- they made. Yeah, well, or the amount of just. The amount of shit it takes just to produce something like that—it's unreal, it's world, man. Yeah, that's crazy. And they got seasons. I mean, like they're always changing the layout of the game and whatnot. And I've, yeah. I've been watching this kid, like you know, waiting for each new season to unfold. Well, you you can get people to watch anything. We've been talking for two fucking hours, and there's still twenty people in this goddamn chat watching us fucking ramble on. <laughs> okay, that, dude. At, at some point, I was like, man, I, I we probably need to wrap this up. But how yeah. long can we stretch this out? Because it keeps spiking back up to like the plus thirties and going back down. With uh, I, mean, probably, I could probably go another twenty thirty. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to ask: Are your niece and nephew into video games much? I was like, obviously, you oh, post super, about them a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, super. And their <clears throat> their dad plays a lot of games with them. Yeah. Um, I'm like too weird about my video gaming. <laughs> like, I'm too serious of a gamer to play little kid games, basically. So you know, it's like. I'm sure they're disappointed, but we play other games. Like we play tabletop games together and shit. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't really like that as much. So that's something that I do with them more. Do you but, get any more, do you get any more people going, Hey, you're such a cool dad. <laughs> uh, every, every now and then, but it's just cause I share them on social media. Like, you know, I'm, they're a big part of my life. I see them a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I think my niece just figured out a couple days ago. Well, not a couple days ago, but it was definitely during this, this quarantine, or as we call it, this warranting. Uh, she was like, Oh, wait, oh, come on, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. That was clever. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually credit to my girlfriend for that one. But, uh, they, my niece finally was like, Oh, an uncle isn't some dude who just like hangs out and plays with you all the time. Like, that's not what most people's uncles do. You know, she was like, Oh, most people don't see their uncle that often. Oh, okay. I get it. You know, like it was literally, I was listening. We were like on a walk and I'm listening to my nephew explain it to her. You know, like translating it from adult speaking to kids speak. My nephew also said today that uh, adults are just big fat children. <laughs> no lies detected. True. <laughs> yeah. not wrong. True, though. They're yeah. just louder yeah, and like, got bad wrong, knees kids. and more money. Yeah. yeah. Not even. Pretty much. Not even. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. He Somewhere I have a video of him where I'm like, you know, Maxwell, explain adult life. And he's like, Texting, 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 other stuff, texting, 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 work, texting, texting, other stuff, texting. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the highlight of, of I, I enjoy like some of the most the best Josh Warren content is, is like the interaction with your, your nieces and nephews. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. 
they're super funny kids, man. They're they're a good time. I just like when you um, break out the Viking gear on them, or like, yeah, uh, that's they're trying. Time. They I, they might want to start doing that. Their their dad and I do this like uh, their dad, my brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm say, you know, I'm saying it like my brother and I meet up and exchange them every other week. <laughs> <laughs> um, exchange custody. Uh, uh, my, you know, we do this Viking reenactment camp out with like, uh, some, some of my buddies from RR and, uh, some, some of the cadre from Milsom West that are in the Midwest area. And they know, they know about it. We've been doing it every year and they've seen pictures and stuff. And I think my niece was kind of into it cause she likes the whole idea of like, okay, you can't bring any modern stuff with you. Okay. You can bring one thing. Okay. Car keys don't count. Okay. What's your one thing, you know? And then like, you know, you'd be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll bring a little, uh, you know, uh, wheat bread or white bread or something. She's like, no, you can't bring white bread. That didn't exist. You know, she thinks that's super funny, right? Like, because that's that's the rule. It's like we try to only bring shit with us that like would have existed. Period appropriate. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a camping trip. It's not a battle reenactment where we like fight no. in front of an audience. It's I remember you telling me like the first time you guys went out and did that. Yeah, it's cool. It's like I, I want to do it. I think it looks awesome as hell. Yeah, it's kind of because most of your reenactment events are like people pulling a trailer for full of weird collectibles up and like sending up a weird science fair display. And like, that's not how people <laughs> lived in history, nor do like if I'm doing. Re- OK, so it's like there's two schools of reenactors, right? There's the people that are like, I enjoy history and I want to do something for my own enjoyment to feel as if I am traveling back in time. And then there are other people who are like, I do this to preserve the memory of those who have gone before me. Oh, God, I can see their gray-bearded face right now when you say it. (laughs) Man, that happened so long ago, you don't even know that dude's dust. Get the fuck out of here. Right, yeah, man. It's like, and and it's like, that dude doesn't give a fuck. And you're not preserving shit, man. At at one point, do you just show up in, like, full Mongolian battle kit and try to raid a Walmart, like, for the con! (laughs) I'm... I don't know. Man. I mean, I've been a reenactor. You know, I started reenacting when I was pretty little. And it always kind of initially, like, I didn't understand, like, adult things. So I was like, do you think, like, people drank these many beers back then? You know, like, <laughs> you know, wow. Every, like, how did people fight the American Revolution with, like, all these cans of beers and all their shit? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that must have been weird. Budweiser's <laughs> been around a lot longer than I thought. Holy shit. No, just like wondering, like, what is this weird? Because people talk about it like they're a fucking Smithsonian institution display, you know, and it's ultimately like when you're talking about the average soldier of the American Revolution and you're like 48, overweight, you know, out of rags, like, you know, your uniform is like super nice and clean. You know, it's just airsoft parking lot with history stuff. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and, you know, there's, you have there's like just a, a moderately higher amount of bachelor's degrees in the audience. I don't think so, man. You don't think so? <laughs> I, I don't. For some reason, like I've got this mixed conception that like reenactors, you show up to, like a Civil War reenactment, a bunch of like history buffs or like dudes well, that know it's, it's it's history buffs. But I'd say as far as like history academics, no, man, you're not going to go to one of those. Like, just nerds, most man. of that shit's can. No, because it's like history's inaccessible. So any interpretation of it is going to be a fantasy. And if you're not admitting that, then that's bullshit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like the past is fucking inaccessible, man. So it doesn't matter how good we dress up. Like we're not pretend we don't live in that time. We don't understand. We can't like, it's just not fucking possible. I mean, I mean, that's all there is to it. It's like, what is history? It's everything. 
It's literally everything that's happening. It's an existential thing. So like putting on this display and being like, I am presenting history. It's like, slow down, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so breaks. For me, it's like, I accept what that is. So I don't want to have to deal with the public. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not there to educate anyone other than myself and the people interested in it. And so, you know, that's it. That's my view on that hobby. Right. Is like, uh, you know, public, I mean, it's like every war reenactment ever. It's like, you would think that every private soldier had one F one fifties full of miscellaneous shit that he carried around on his back in an age where boots were like poorly constructed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and you're stuck with the same pair for like six years. Yeah. 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 You know, just right. I mean, just things that are outrageous that, that it's like, how many fucking changes of clothes do you have? Liberace? You know what I mean? Like what's going on here, man? Like, who are you, who are you, Michael Jackson with like 500 epauletted jackets? Like, come on. All right. You guys don't know what epaulets are. Whatever. <laughs> are you talking about like the frills or like, what are we, what are we, have you done any other no, the reenacting besides Viking? The military thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. I got, I got a little, I got a little cape. I was in the Navy. That's all I got was a little, a little cape that goes out the back. Yeah. It's all, it's all, I mean, it's like, <laughs> Uniforms are cool. It's just like, you know, at some point you got to admit that maybe you're just in it for the fashion, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I know they had a name. There's like an actual technical name for the little cape, but I've always just called it the little cape. I just glossed over that that part. Is that the thing thing that's like on the back of the collar? So you have the actual you have the actual neckerchief, right? And then, yeah, the collar for the dress blues and the whites, it has a little you've got a little fucking cape. It goes down the back. It's like this. It's like this long. And it's got a real it's got a real name. And I always just call it the little cape. I don't know. What's the, uh, is there like a, a maritime heritage to that? Or is it just like, I wasn't paying attention, man. I was just yeah. there for a paycheck. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I wore coveralls like 99% of my fucking enlistment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, I get it, man. That's fair. How much time did you spend saluting the flag in large formations? <laughs> <laughs> a whole shitload less time than probably your average airsofter. Apparently that's the funniest yeah. part about that. Yeah, man. Brothers are going <laughs> to oh. oh. best brother. Always We're- beware somebody that it calls you brother when you don't know them. <laughs> Words to live Especially by. if they're white. You don't even have, yeah, you, all you got to do is be white male. You don't even have to be in the military because I get it. Oh, what's up, brother? No, no. Well, you, you, you fit a certain aesthetic. <laughs> they see you and they're like, ah, I see a, f- a fellow enthusiast. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, oh, God. no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> just because I dress this way. <laughs> just because uh, you judge the book by its cover doesn't mean that's what the story is on the internet. <laughs> oh, look at this nice leather bound antique and it's covered in crayons. Sweet. <laughs> Are you guys oh, going to kiss or like what's going on? <laughs> Always. I keep, I, I try to every single time and he, he, he won't accept my advances. It's really upset. No, there is none of that. <laughs> It's oh, really man. unfortunate. There's this cadre dude that had sex in my bed while I was at breakfast. <laughs> that's not, that's the, not as bad. As the... No, no, no. This is COVID nineteen. His cadre still just show up to the house to bust cheeks. <laughs> no, it's like he. I don't want to name names in the story, but it's like uh, he had a, he had a really good night. 
He had a really good night. He really <laughs> peaked when everybody else had already crashed. And, uh, like, it was like, he just started out a lot slower. And as everybody else was starting to crash, he was like, I'm peaking and, uh, went out on his own and found a wildebeest, uh, and he brought her back and, uh, lassoed her somehow. Like, I was leaving. I was leaving for breakfast as he came in. He was like, I don't know what room I'm in still. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, you know, fine. You can hang out here. Cause I had like a, I had a big suite with a balcony and shit and it was nice. And I figured he'd just like hang out on the balcony in the hot tub or whatever. And, uh, he did. He had sex in the hot tub, had sex on the bed. <laughs> like, and I, and I kept coming back to like grab shit throughout the day. And, and each time was like, what the fuck dude? And he's like, Oh, Oh, sorry, man. I but yeah, my bad. We should probably get out of here. And I'm like, all right, all right. You know, then I'd leave and then I come back and they're fucking on the bed. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he was like, oh yeah, it was like cool of me to fuck on the hot tub. But, uh, <laughs> I get it. You, I, I need to, I need to fucking somewhere appropriate. So it was fucking, it was super funny, man. I, and it was just like, he's one of the more attractive people I've ever met. And, she, and this woman was one of the least attractive women <laughs> I have ever met. Uh, and that's what made it so funny. And, the, and, and uh, everybody, uh, there's this nickname, I guess, like in Mexico, when you call someone a Power Ranger, it's like a reference to the 90s Power Ranger shows where like, you know how they're like wrestling. Okay, so Power Ranger is somebody who wrestles with monsters. But like maybe they're not really fighting all that too hard, right? <laughs> so like when you that call might them, be one like of a, my new favorite terms I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, my understanding is, I mean, it's an English word, but I, like I've been told in Mexico, it basically means like you know somebody who chases fatties or something like that. <laughs> but there's also this implication that like they're not trying that hard to resist, you know. Uh, they're putting up a good they're putting up a front but uh they're really into it oh no he's still that's still his name in the group chat (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean he's at this point he's just waiting for another cadre member to come along and do something retarded at the after party so that he can you know because then you're not the new guy anymore right yeah you gotta shift the blame to somebody somebody jesus oh my god worst msw after party ever we rented out a convention space near camp Shelby. And they were kind of like a high class. They were like weddings and corporate banquets or whatever. Oh, no. I remember seeing this and, on like your story. I'm pretty oh, sure dude, there's video of it. It's so, so ridiculous. Funny. It was so ridiculous, dude. Like we shouldn't, I mean, it was cool, but it was like, we should have done it in like a biker bar. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, wait, was that we the one where there's, so no, there was a video. So I was trying to make a promo for this show and I was looking, I was like, you know, trying to find some kind of weird video of you on the internet. And the best one I could find was on unicorn Leah's video. Yes, of you and I'm leaving the party and I'm drunk as fuck in like the fucking Southern Mississippi corporate convention center with yeah, the yeah. and flags in the lobby. And I'm like, you're an owner. I'm an owner. We're all an owner. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like cutting somebody in a hotel room and it's like swear bleeping like left and right. And I like, I messaged Leah and I was like, Hey, I'm trying to do a promo for this thing. Can I use the video of Josh singing karaoke? It's like, I wanted to ask her permission before I used her video stuff, you know, didn't hear back. So that's where the Vogue magazine cover came from. Uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was watching that video last night, trying to get something prepared for today. Oh, what could have been? What could it have was been? Wild, Cause it was like, they start, we got out Das Boot, you know, like they started. Yeah, I saw that Das Boot. Game. 
and and she got really pissed it was like you know we don't allow drinking games here and i'm like well it's kind of late for too that, really. late you know yeah so it was like the last hour of the party was kind of uncomfortable just because okay for me personally i kind of felt like everybody on the team that convinced me that we were going to do it and at every stage i was like i don't want to do it i don't want to <laughs> organize the after party like i just organized the whole party I don't is uh, that's fine as long as I don't have to do anything. And like sure enough I had to do the least fun thing which was like stand there drunk as fuck next to the clearly very mad venue owner and just be like, "Yeah, well, you know, the boys get all that alcohol in their pantsy and you know, it was like oh man, they were fucking very happy to see us leave. You didn't just take the Randy approach like, "Ah, oh, this is America." I don't know, I thought this was America. Uh, no, I mean, I just can't, you know, it's like, there's certain points where it's like, you can tell that they're mad, but they're not so mad that they're going to end the event. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're but just like, mad that you're never, never coming back again. Yeah. You're never coming back. Yeah. And like, it's just better not to say anything in those moments and just kind of be like, well, just go yeah. with it. Let's just let, yeah, let's just go let with this it. fucking dumpster fire back. It's before everyone's going to leave anyway, uh, you know, just, just coast uh, it down the rest of the hill. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, just let it happen. It's, you know what I mean? Like, if if we try and break it up now, it'll take longer to break it up than everybody just leaving when they thought they were going to leave anyway. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that shit, that shit was pretty goofy funny. Because uh, it was like, it was like Tim and Tina's wedding or something. You know, just like, just the wrong venue, man, for a Milton ha- West. Act have you party. heard any updates from Camp Shelby? Are they still not open to any? I talked to a couple people future? that I know that. So I've talked to people that I know there recently, and it's still the same guy as Jag there. Um, hopefully, it'll change. I mean, I'm sure it will. You know, this has happened with other venues as well. Um, I never got any feedback as to why they closed it, other than that, like why that was the Jag's opinion. I mean, I could see why it was. There's a lot of facilities that simply don't allow it. They just don't allow outside events like that because it's mm. just like liability. So I get it. I mean, that's like at one point I've called I, I, I have called and emailed every National Guard base in this country. Mm. So and I've heard a lot of no. Uh, a surprising amount like, of no, really. It's like for every 20 venue leads that I get, Two of them will get me far enough into will get far enough into the conversation that I fully explain what we do and they're not interested. And then like one will say yes. So it sucks. Damn. But it's a weird thing. And like, especially with Milson West, I have to let them know, like, it's gonna sound like people are having a giant gun battle for two days straight with <laughs> machine guns and fucking you know, aerial flares and uh, you know, I mean there's no way around that. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't downplay that and then have a, a, you know, a venue be fucking super pissed later. And then some of the venues you deal with are fucking scummy, you know? Cause it's like that you're taking whatever you can get. So. What's the scummiest venue you think you've been to? Like one that you'll never go back to again. Uh, there's this, there's this one in uh, Missouri that I feel like they really just, they tried to scam, scam us out of money after the fact. Nice. Like, you know, there'd been a fire during the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we put it out. Then they told me that, that, you know, the fire returned, like that the initial fire was never put out and it came back a day later. And that this huge fire raged for a week and that like hundreds of Forest Service firefighters were out there. And it was like, 
you know, I knew so I know somebody that lives near there and they said they did see smoke out there for a couple days in a certain spot, but it was like, I didn't see shit on the news. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. didn't see anything about that. And when I talked to the venue and they were like, you know, they, and they told me all this shit and then they were like, well, it cost us X amount, but we'll split it with you. And I was like, okay, I mean, okay, but send me a bill. You know what I mean? Cause I'd like to look it over. Yeah. Right. And they never sent me a bill. So it's like, you know, there is no bill. Like, do I believe that maybe there was a fire and they had to go out there and put it out? Probably. Yeah. With one but single like, fire extinguisher, like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what they had. handheld one out of the truck. Like, I mean, maybe they should have, you know, to be honest, maybe when they signed the field over to us and I was like, and how do you feel about the fire danger right now? And they were like, man, you could burn all this shit down and we wouldn't give a fuck. Oh yeah. Watch me. And um, I was like, okay, challenge accepted. that could uh, happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, and then even when we were leaving and I was like, Hey, look, we had a fire over in this location, you know, here's where it is. We put it out, but you know, you could have said, well, I'd like some of you guys to stay here. You know what I mean? Or something, right? Anything. So it wasn't just that interaction with them. You know what I mean? It's like looking back, I think they were just trying to scam me out of money for their time and hassle at the end. Um, and they just fucked up and lied to me about what happened instead of just coming clean and telling me they wanted some damages if I was going to work there again, which would have been fine, you know? Uh, but instead they had to give me this whole fucking story and try and scare me and make me think I was going to get sued and that I owed him a lot of money. And, you know, and that I was pretty new at what I do. So I, I didn't have as much experience, but it was that like years later, somebody else called him and all the, and, and they, and they talked shit on me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like another promoter called him and then they told him this whole bullshit story about me, you know, just so that that person could turn around and try and use it to talk shit. And that was like, for me, I was like, damn, man, you know what I mean? Like they were dishonest in their dealings and, and, and even further, they went out of their way to try and slander me later. You know what I mean? Which was like, fuck man, you know? And, and ultimately it was probably because they didn't communicate well about what they wanted. You know what I mean? Like I've had venues before that were like, Hey man, you really fucked up more shit than I thought you would. And I'm like, okay, what do I owe you? You know what I mean? Like, I love your place. I want to keep working here. What's it worth to you? Yeah. Right. That's, that's that I've had that happen plenty of times. That's not crazy, but to, you know, it's like, uh, but I should have known it's like people, you know, this, th- this owner was like, telling me stories about how they were in the CIA and they were a lawyer and a fucking doctor and all this other wild shit, you know? So it's like, who the fuck knows? All eight of his professions are going to come after you with the full bear. Carl and I know, know a similar, um, uh owner. Josh knows him too. I know if I owed somebody that much money, they'd fucking sue me for it. Or at least show me a bill. If I offered to pay him, holy fuck. You you think they'd make the attempt if it was that big of a sum. I don't think it was. I think it was just a hassle to them. That—that yeah. That is what I think. I think it was a hassle to them and they wanted money, which they could have asked for. You know, all they would have had to say is we spent X amount of time out there fighting a fire and you owe us for it. And I would have been like, all right, but it is what it is. Had to come in with Guys, a long we- con. I was going to say, speaking of the long con, holy yeah. shit, we need yeah, to end guys. We're, we're two hours <laughs> in. <laughs> Eric yeah. just woke up. Hey, buddy, you want to see us out? 
Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, raise a glass, both listener and host, as we toast you, filthy degenerates, and rejoice that this dumpster fire has finally come to an end. Another serious airsoft podcast is based around a terrible idea that people actually want to listen to, yada, yada, yada. Uh, toast, thanks for listening uh, and tuning in for two hours. We appreciate it. Um, what's the... Here we go. Uh, call your hits. Don't let the MC you're drinking, and uh, we'll see you next time. Later. For another... <laughs>